Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It is Monday, March 8th, 2021, and you're listening to episode 107 of the Can I Say Something podcast. I am your host and a recluse with a juicy caboose, Damien. Joining me today is... Hey. And we have the exciting return of... Gary! Today on the show, we will be discussing, with possible spoilers, for everything involved what we've been watching, including the winners, losers, and absurd picks of the Golden Globes, the season finale of WandaVision, and concluding with an in-depth review of the Emerald Fennel-directed Promising Young Woman. Right into the show, bicycle at gmail.com, at bicycle on Twitter, B-I-S-I-C-K-L-E. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Rate interview it on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend, family member, stranger. What's up, guys? How we doing? Hello. Yo, I missed the mark, so let's do it again. Returning Carrie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have to carry this show on my back anymore. It's good to be right? back. Nice. Good to be back, yeah. Do you remember how to do this? She's like, it's mm-hmm. good to be back. <laughs> I uh, am a robot. No. I am reading the words you wrote on the screen for me to say. <laughs> At least I'm better at reading than you are. Blink if you are being held against your will. <laughs> I can't see that blink. So, it's a podcast. So how, you, <laughs> <laughs> so how you been? How's things? Uh, good. Good. Uh, life was got yeah. super busy for a little while there, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's good to be back. Mm. Yeah, we had many much fan ma- fan mails hoping you. Hoping for your quicker yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you? A lot of people saying no, we're not going to listen really. to the show anymore because <laughs> the best part left. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So uh, we, we responded. Numbers we, went way yeah, down. We, we responded. Well, good. We don't fucking need you. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, the 10% of the, of the listening audience left when you left. So <laughs> come back, people. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's I'm joking, here, but the I'm numbers here. reflect that, yeah. Were the numbers really down? Yes. Yeah, sad. <laughs> yeah, they're down. I don't know what caused it, but yeah, they're actually down. So, why don't we get into everything we've been watching, listening to, and stuff. Because a lot of the docket today, uh, the, the Golden Globes were this week. They were they were Sunday. So, by internet time, they were three years ago, right? Mm. We've already done the yeah. the discourse that happened. Nobody cares about Gone what we have to and <laughs> Well, what, yeah. do, what do you think the Might best well approach been. is? I know like everybody's racing to get their stuff out first. Do you think there's a, a benefit they to being were. the last one, like a week later, be like, oh well, you know, I heard all these takes, and this was, you know, this was a week later. They st- they slept on it, you know, and they, they really thought about this. Maybe mm. this is an opportunity for us, you know. Yeah, don't we don't have the knee jerk reaction like the big picture did when they put their shit out like an hour after the show. Like I don't even know, how, I have no idea how you even do that. Yeah. How do you yeah. do that? You watch the show, and then you get on these mics and you're putting it out. Yeah. No. It might as well have just been a live version. We have thoughtful. You know? Whatever. Yeah, we have we have thoughtful, um, deliberate, nuanced, super takes thoughtful on all the winners. Yep. I'm nuanced yes, yes. up to the gills. Nuanced. Yeah. So, and now we present them. Here, here are our thoughts. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> <It's all> bullshit. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> so mad. So mad. Um, um. Yeah. Yes, I'm riled up. As they say, uh, so let's go over some of the picks. I could do all the picks, but let's talk about the picks that we didn't even get. We didn't get any of the uh, winners, the best, the top, top picks, the the best of best picture, best director, best performance by an actress, 
best uh, actress in a motion picture or musical comedy. Whiffed on all of them. Yeah. All of those picks yeah. we, we, we whiffed on. Not our finest moment. But hey, it's a weird if year. Would, I'll just fall back on the excuse everybody else used. It's a weird year. Uh, I mean, who really knew? Who really yeah. knew? So biggest biggest news. Let's not bury the lead here. Let's talk about the biggest winners right off the bat. Nobody Land took to come best uh, motion picture. Um, Koli Zhao movie that we both watched. I think we both both pretty much liked it. Yeah, yeah it was a fine movie. My, my chalk pick, my, my <laughs> chalk pick, Mank. You know, I didn't like that movie at all. I definitely, if I was going with my heart, I would have picked Nomadland over Mank. Um, but I also okay. probably would have picked Trial of Chicago Seven over Nomadland, like you did. So, should be noted, we didn't see Nomadland before we did our picks, so that probably influenced a lot of the decision there. Yeah, yeah, it did. But yep. then we, I actually yeah. watched it, and yeah. I still didn't change my pick. So. We made the pick the yeah. week prior, and then we and then I ended up watching No Man Land, and then I still didn't ch- change my pick, so that's on me. <laughs> so some of the weird picks and some of the ups, quote unquote upsets was Borat two getting best yeah, motion picture musical fuck? musical oh, comedy. There she is. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that be Hamilton. Yeah, she would have picked Hamilton. Up- Could you tell? Hamilton. I am upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew she would be. Her rage is untethered. I. Mm. Yep. And and no what's the guy Sasha Baron Cohen beat uh, Lin Man Manuel? Oh, spoiler! But Lin yeah. Manuel Miranda, whatever his name is, come on now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see Borat. He beat but him. I'm, he, I'm still mad. <laughs> he beat Lin Manuel Miranda, and he also beat Andy Samberg, which was uh, Dion's was, pick yep. for best performance in a musical or comedy yep. by by an actor. Yeah, you put me down for um, Hamilton. So oh yeah, the, I did pick Hamilton, but I wanted. Palm Springs to win. That's right. Yeah, we both picked Hamilton. A lot of the picks, a lot of the wins that I picked up that you then you did as well were ones that we both uh, we both picked, uh, which was uh, let's see some of the some of the joint picks were thought there was more of them, but I guess not. Best motion picture uh, animated. We got we both picked Soul. Yep. Uh, we Easy. both picked Catherine O'Hara for best performance by an actress in a television Easy. series. We both picked uh, Annie Taylor Joy. Easy. We both picked, uh, let's see, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. So we both got there. Some of the ones where we split. So what? The only vote that you picked out, the only one that you solo picked was uh, Queen's Gambit for best limited series. I had Small Axe. Yeah, Queen's Gambit. I believe one, right? No, it didn't. Small Queen, Axe one. Yes, Queen Queen's. Oh. Queen's yeah, yeah. Gambit All won right. for best right, limited good. series. That's why I That's just right. said. Okay. Just said Sorry. that. <laughs> Dion said uh, the Queen's Gambit. Yeah, I remember you saying, "If Queen's Gambit doesn't win, I'm going to checkmate this whole I did world." Say that. Or yeah, like guilty. That. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You did say Carrie's, that. Carrie's remembering <laughs> fondly. She, he did say that. That was funny. <laughs> so we whiffed a lot on the top picks here. Uh, the first pick that I got correctly was Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. I feel like that was one of the only ones where. I feel like it was quote unquote correct. Uh, we're we're talking around it, but one of the ones that I feel like was a severe severe miss. I feel like everyone was like, "What the fuck was that?" Was Andre Day Andre Day for uh, actress in a motion picture for playing Billy Holiday? I still haven't seen it. I watched. I, it. I wouldn't see that movie with your twenty dollars anymore because of that. I watched it. You watched yep. it, and uh, wow. I would have okay, changed my it. answer if I had watched it before Golden Globes. She did. She did you a really good job have. with Billy Holiday. The movie was not great. Really? Um, it just mm-hmm. kind of basically it was it was like this uh, drug fueled um, uh, soundtrack to her life. Basically, you remember how the, the criticism there was with um, Rocket Man and uh, 
uh-huh. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. It was just like, oh, if I just wanted to hear all their songs, I would have go, you know, play their greatest hits. But her her portrayal of Billie Holiday was pretty awesome. I, I actually enjoy Billie Holiday. I don't know if anyone <laughs> really knows that. So this was a I, I would have picked Andre Day. I, I I don't disagree with that. Okay. Uh, Viola Davis. Here's the thing that bothers me sometimes is is I, I mentioned it before the amount of time that somebody's on the screen, like. I think that should be uh-huh. considered in, in people's opinions. And Andre Day, she was in the whole thing. You know, she was in the whole movie. She didn't split anything with um, Chadwick Boseman and, and the guys in that. She wasn't in half the movie. Like the, the the whole thing was her, and I didn't I didn't really feel like she slipped up at all. So I think she deserved that. So would you say Viola Davis is more of a supporting actress in yeah, the movie? I would actually. I mean, I know wow. the movie was about her, but it, it, it's hard not to say that. Well, I mean, maybe not supporting, but there were two main characters in that it was it was uh viola davis and it was um bozeman's character so yes true 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 true. uh some other ones that i really was hoping for was maria bakalova in uh, borat 2 uh rosemary pike took home the award for i care a lot which got like a i don't know 60 something on rotten tomatoes people are saying it's good some people are saying it's not great that was that was the same Uh, thing with um, uh the billy holiday movie uh it it wasn't a great movie but she killed the role. So yeah, yeah. One of the ones I thought, you know, in retrospect, I should have taken Chad Chad Boseman for best performance by an the actor, posthumous. which he'll probably get the Oscar yeah. for. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be like, ah, you know, he died. That's why I got it because he, he did a really good job. But if you're gonna, if it's gonna be a close <laughs> yeah. uh, fight, then you, you know that because yeah. he died, it's probably gonna be the tipping point. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, we talked about that already. Danny Kalua. Um, so let me see. The Crown so, yeah, won I a won. lot, right? Got the Crown argument. did, yeah. Which one? The Crown. Crown. Crown did, yeah. Crown was one. Crown was one of the biggest ones that night. They took home Best Television Series. Emma Corrin won for her performance uh, as uh, Lady Di. Um, Julie Anderson got the best performance by an actress in a television supporting role. I think she deserved uh, that. Connor yeah. got. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. Joshua Connor got the best performance by an actor in a series. Um, I believe that was Brown it. Brown won a but bunch, yeah. but of course Olivia yeah, yeah. Coleman couldn't, you know, make me look good and win for best supporting role in motion picture. She had to lose to Jodie Foster in a movie that I don't, I don't even know what's it about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't great. But so, uh, yeah, I got eight out of the twenty-four. Deanna got six out of the twenty-four, which is not great. That's failing, <laughs> guys. That's a failing grade. <laughs> and actually, you know what? I actually forgot that the thing that Chadwick Boseman won was over Riz Ahmed, and that actually. I I didn't realize Miss that until Jeff. right now, and that makes me upset. Yeah, <laughs> makes you upset. Yeah, because yeah. it, it, it I'm made me upset as well. That, man, that was crazy. Yeah, not not great. So, any other uh, like overlooks? Any other well, amazing? The, um, picks? the great didn't win anything, huh? The great did no, not win no. anything. That's no. too bad. Well, yeah, we've not. been we've almost finished yeah. watching that, and it's actually a really funny show. It's actually got some real laugh yeah, out loud moments. Yeah, yeah, I, yes, it, it's I've, the first thing I've watched in a while where I actually have laughed out loud from it. Yeah. It's like it's, facial expressions can make you do it. It's it's just funny stuff. Like it's not even like the. I mean, the dialogue's very entertaining, but it's just like the the subtle things they do, or the just you know, like I don't know the uh, who, who's the main character, the the, the king. What's it? What's uh, his, name? his real name or is yeah, uh, Holt. Holt. Oh yeah, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, like he's got those big eyes. Yeah. You know, and it's just like the yeah. things that just, it tells us, like the shock that, or, or just I don't know. He just does like the wide-eyed stare, and it just cracks me up. 
it's it's a really i really am enjoying it um it's just my type of show it's equal parts comedy and drama and it's historical which is down right down my alley and well, it's historical. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a... No, I'm just going with the, the title screen. I'm saying it's not... I'm not saying it's um, accurate completely, yeah. but it's a historical setting. It's funny because the, the title uh, or, or the opening credit kind of is like... It pops up. It's like, the great. And then like a second goes by and then an asterisk. Another second. It's like... An, an occasionally, occasionally true story. story. <laughs> <laughs> They're it's taking funny. real people um, and real settings and and just blowing it up, turning it up to hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is funny because you know how often I say like a show like The Crown is ridiculous. It's like people actually live like that, and it's just kind of like showing. It's almost embracing the the ludicrousness of of royal families and especially a royal family in Russia. It's it's just it's crazy. <laughs> I really can't think of another show like it. It's. It's, it's, it's original. It's, it's a good show. Yeah, I'm disappointed they didn't get anything because I thought uh, both of the leads are, are are very good in this movie. I'd say the television category for this was pretty stacked. Mm. So it, I think it's I think it's fair it didn't win, but it, it's it's good that it got a nomination. Mm. Um. So let's talk about a little bit about the thing itself. It was pretty bad. <laughs> pretty not greatly uh produced not like not greatly presented it's hard to do uh, when so it's on many Zoom. many yeah many a lot of uh technical difficulties but uh they were saying on the big picture and all the other shows the watch uh just like it's it's very very close these the, uh, they were saying how it's very close to not happening ever again <laughs> this golden globes emmys maybe even uh, maybe even the oscars of not happening ever again if it all it's going to take is like one studio to be like yeah we don't you can still do the awards thing but we're not going to send our guy there you know what i mean it's, we're not going to get all all done up in our dresses and our makeups just to do this one thing like you see you saw anya taylor joy on one spectrum of getting all of her people there her hair and makeup and her dress people there just to did her up for like you know this one moment or one or two moments where she's going to be on screen um and then you have uh jason sudeikis on the other end just wearing a <laughs> wearing a hoodie tie-dye hoodie and looking like he's super tired and you would be like oh thanks oh sure whatever yeah. and you got um you got david fincher taking a shot for every loss he, he took for every <laughs> L he took <laughs> that's funny though <laughs> which is it is funny it is funny and it's just it's it's not a thing i think we need anymore like everyone's the 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 discourse let's say the d word the discourse around the show is, is just bad like people don't want it anymore the actors don't want it the public doesn't want it and then you got the whole you know um uh hollywood foreign press thing of uh, them all being old white dudes voting on this and how they're so out of touch and it's just a whole all, the whole thing is a shit show it's just <laughs> Maybe it's been a shit show the entire time. Maybe it's, you know, we got that meme of it's a shit show. And the guy, you know, get the astronauts being like, it's always has always, always been. been. <laughs> it's always been a shit has show. It's always been a shit show. It always, always has, has been. been. <laughs> always has been a shit show. Well, I mean, we so, say that, you but think, the ratings yeah. for these shows, I don't know. I don't know about the ratings this time around, but it's like they were saying, yeah. I don't know, uh, who, who, who aired it? NBC or something? Yeah. yeah well, ABC maybe? Uh, either way, I, I heard that the ratings for we're, we're good. We're, we're solid. They're, they're great. Actually, I'm not saying solid. I, mean, I heard they were great. So it's, I, I can't see it just disappearing. Somebody's watching it. I don't know if maybe the uh-huh. actors in the movie studios, they're, they're the ones that's just like, yeah, this is stupid. I don't want to do this anymore. But 
I mean, with the with the amount of like bad publicity it gets all the time, I can see why people would just be like, "No, fuck this, I'm done with it." Okay, I'm tired. I'm tired <laughs> of getting shit on like because see- you know, like someone else didn't win. Like Kanye popping up on stage and being like, "Yo, Beyonce had the best album." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'd like to see like you know still some sort of I don't know reform some something where some of reform or just scrap it all and do something else where it's still a ceremony. It's still not a ceremony, but it's, it's still some sort of like, you know, we're going to lift these films up and we're going to decide which is the best. We're going to have a, a, you know, battle Royale <laughs> among the best movies of the year. And we're going to have some sort of, you know, why, why don't we just put a poll, do a Twitter poll and be like, what's the best movie of the year? And then that movie wins. Well, you, you, <laughs> you know, know what? Who's the best? That's what, I mean, uh, honestly, this is the way it should go. Like how many of these movies did we not see right? at all? Like this is all based off people that went to Sundance and saw all this crap way yeah, like yes. a year ago. And then, like I said, I didn't yeah. vote for, uh, um, I, I, Minari. I never even watched Minari. Minari came out like a week before the 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 Golden Globes, and it's like, um, I just I was so heated I lost my train of thought. <laughs> that that's the thing. Yeah. Get the stuff out earlier and put it to a van a yes. fan vote. Like you got the All Star our, our um All Star game for NBA going on now, and for a long time it was like, um, even MVP and stuff like that. It was people. It, it, it was reporters. It was uh, uh, people respected in the sports community that are, are giving the votes to these players to be the MVP, to be in the All Star thing. Put it to a fan vote because that's what really matters with with sports. Um, put the people out there that people want to see. So if you have all these movies, have the the audience, the people that you made the movie for, be the ones that pick who the winner is, not some critic who could easily be bribed, paid off, or, you know, just have some kind of pretentious um, mindset about whatever they just watch or this one should have won. So, you know, I'm going to just have a fan be like, no, that one was my favorite movie. I really like that. Boom. I think it's a very simple thing. Yep. Down with the electoral college. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Gerrymandered. (laughs) That too. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me close out this segment by quoting this uh, paragraph from, a Vulture article written by uh, Rachel Handler. Uh, let's see. So this this broadcast serves three functions. To force each celebrity to experience ego death, which I think ultimately will be good and character building for them. Two, to trigger the, uh, the television audience sitting at home by reminding them that in the next 8 to 12 hours, they too will be forced into some kind of Zoom breakout room, except not with Al Pacino. Three, to subsequently destroy the very concept of celebrity itself, tearing down the already thin veneer between the famous and the non-famous, and forcing us all to confront one another on the great battlefield of the human experience. So, mm. there you go. Interesting. Profound. Yeah. Profound, yes. <laughs> uh, so, let's move on. I watch, I, read, I listened to a book. I almost said it right again, but I listened to a book this week that was recommended on Fresh Air. Uh, on NPR, it's called "Behind Her Eyes." Have you guys heard of this book or this series on uh, on Netflix called "Behind Her Eyes"? No, I don't think so. No, it is fucking bananas. This is so they got the reason uh, the reviewer um, got my attention uh, to this book and maybe want to read it was he was he said that the ending is on the same level as like Seven and Fight Club and Psycho and all of these, you know, Sixth Sense, all of these great, it's going to be held up as one of the one of the great twists of all time. So it's like, all right, I, I like a twisty twist. I like a, I like a Shyamalan uh, ending. Let me, uh, let me check this out. And it is fucking batshit insane. 
Uh, I will not reveal what happens at the end unless you unless you want me to. But uh, it is one of the most insane uh, twist twist endings I've I've read in a very long time. Um, so I read that. Then I'm now four three or four episodes into the uh, adapted uh, Netflix series. It's six episodes on Netflix right now, uh, and it is very very good. It is it is fucking insane. Uh, so it's called Behind Her Eyes. Uh, do you want me to talk about in detail about it at all? Or do you think you guys might check it out? Or I don't think that I will read. It did you say it was a show or listen to it? The show and a book. Yep, I I could watch the show. Okay, would you read I, it? I okay. I maybe someday it's okay. going to take me about maybe five someday. years to get okay. through the biography yeah. I'm reading right now. <laughs> I bought. Yeah, um, it's, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nothing just isn't to say. It's very. It's out there. It's fucking. It's a. It's got a sci-fi ending. Uh, so it's it's you'll you'll you will never see it coming. I don't believe. But um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to talk about it now. I'll check. I'll check out the show. I, I doubt I'll read it. But okay. All right. Okay. All right. It's very good. Yeah. Called behind her eyes. Um, and also this week I discovered TikTok. TikTok is amazing. It's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but this thing called TikTok. It's kind of cool. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, I know a bunch um, of eight-year-olds who like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. Well, it's funny because knowing the fan base, I, I don't know if you should be coming out publicly and saying that you think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's not. I would. I you know you say it's for 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 eight year olds. There's a lot of there's swearing. There's boobies. Yeah, I know. I know. There's butts. There's breasts. There's there's things. There's things for TikTok adults. TikTok generally adult associated with children, website. but I mean, you, there is like obviously adult content. I've seen. I, I use Instagram, yeah. so and I've seen videos taken from tiktok and put on instagram so yeah, and then the, the crowd is you know just as uh diverse as instagram or facebook or any of those stuff so yeah i'm just giving you it shit is buddy. a lot of yeah no it's a lot of um very like ingenious sort of uh editing things that people can do now like i've seen some of them where it's just like you know the person will wipe the screen they'll be wearing something else it's like okay yeah, yeah okay that's toss their shoe in the air then they and then once, they they turn into something else yeah, but there was one where um, so she was like singing a song or something, and she's on the floor, and she's obviously using her hand to press the shoe to her head. But then, like, she edited this really, really well, so it looks like you know she's stomping on her own head and doing a dance. It's very a lot of these stuff is really well done, um, really funny stuff, really in invented stuff. Some of it's like I don't know if you saw there was an article this week about a woman who found uh, another uh, apartment behind her bathroom window which was kind of cool. So there's a bunch of things on here about some of the stuff that annoys me where it's just like, let me tell you part one of this four part story that you're going to have to <laughs> watch the other three parts to get the entire story yeah. of it. I'm like, uh, you, you're just, you're just looking for the clicks. You, you got me. I watched all, all four of them, obviously, but <laughs> it's very uh, manip manipulative to, to say like, let me tell you this first story. Let me, let me tell you about this time I almost died, but, and it's going to be a four part story, but, and I could probably done it in one part, but I'm going to make you watch four of them to get, to get more clicks. How, how many, so. how many minutes is it total? I don't know what the maximum TikTok length is. I feel like it's maybe a minute okay. per TikTok. So, so, you know, it's a four-minute story. So That's funny. Would you sit there and watch a four-minute video? Or you'd be like, all right, check no, out after I, a minute. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. It's very... It's really well done where it's like, I know what your attention span is. So, therefore, yeah. I'm going to take advantage of that and say, like, let me tell you a story about how I was almost killed, but break it down in, into one minute chunks. So, yeah, I saw this hilarious yeah. thing where it was just like, wow, I, I didn't even consider that I do this. When I see a timestamp on something I'm watching and, and it's like the first 30 seconds and the ending isn't coming, I'll press the, the screen to see how much time is left. And if it's like, you know, 
30 seconds, you know, I'll stick around. If it's three minutes and 30 seconds, it's like, really? I don't know. I got to wait no. this long to get to the end of this. Like, eh, it doesn't sound worth it. Yeah. But I'll sit there and watch yeah. uh, eight 30 second long videos, four uh, minute long videos, but I won't sit there and watch one four minute long yeah. video. <laughs> that's how, yeah. that's an yeah, attention exactly. span in exactly. a bubble, baby. Yeah. So it's cool. I like it. It's very addictive because you keep swiping up and it's something different. Um, so yeah, that, that is the TikTok. Get it, get it. If you want some of that. So do I move on to our review of Promising Young Woman? Yeah. What's that? Carrie, tell me about that big old book you're reading. <laughs> this is, I want to, I want to preface this first. When, remember how I say like when Carrie watches something or, or does something, she gets really obsessed with it. Like the Timothy Chalamet thing. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll start with Rob Stark. And then it was just like everything that, um, um, What's his Richard name? Richard Madden. Richard Madden has done ever in his life. And then it, it turned to, um, who to go to after that? Was it Timmy? Yeah, so. And then it's Timmy. And then we watched his entire movie catalog. Well, she did. And and then she read yeah. the books. I think she read the book first, then watched the movie, then went back and re- read the books again, probably watched the movies again. And and uh, now she's friends with them on Instagram. And then- the- Yeah, best, <laughs> best friends. And then- and then there was uh, Hamilton that came around, and then she listened to Hamilton on on Pandora like religiously, like she'll do it all the time while she's cooking, cleaning in the kitchen. The kids are starting to know the words to it. <laughs> the kids also know who Timothy Chalamet is right, too. Yeah. yeah, I got her this Timmy Chalamet pillow case for uh, a couch pillow uh, for Christmas as gag joke. It's and like a sequin one, so if you rub it one way, you see Timothy Chalamet's blue. face, and if you rub it the other way, it turns turquoise. Yeah, and the kids, so the, <laughs> the kids. What was our, Ryan our doing? Young, the our youngest day? was like he was. He had the pillow, and he's rub his. He ran his hand up it, and um, it would make Timothy Chalamet's face show up on the pillow. He'd be like, "Hi, Timmy," and then he'd swipe it down. He'd be like, "Bye, Timmy." <laughs> Hi, Timmy. Bye, Timmy. It was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, he's got to do that for Karen. But he I'm gonna have to tape. I'm gonna have to make a video of that and send it to Timmy. Now that right. we're friends on on Instagram. But. Yeah, yes. actually, she's looking for this like perfect way to to start talking to Timmy, like uh, like slide in the DMs. She needs to like get the perfect yes, video, need, so she thinks that's the that one that's gonna work. That will be the the story of how <laughs> how my life changed forever. Yeah, that's gonna be the story about how Carrie got her hall pass, uh, <laughs> the name on her hall pass number one. But uh, uh, anyways, uh, go back to the yeah. Hamilton thing. So it was like the Hamilton so- uh, movie, the songs, and then uh, she even went so far as to buy. It, I bought the the book that Hamilton was based off of, Alexander Hamilton biography, and I was like, eh, it's only like ten bucks, can't go wrong. So I ordered it, and then when it came in, I'm like, oh my god, it's seven hundred freaking pages. It's a textbook, man. <laughs> Se- no, it's like actually cl- with a, if you include like the bibliography, it's like eight hundred pages. Yeah, I'm like hot damn. <sighs> How far are you? And are you? I'm on. I it's taken me like two three weeks and i'm 90 pages in because it's so dense yeah like it takes i'll read like three pages a night that's as far before i'm like okay and it is interesting i like i don't find it boring i don't find it like oh i I hate this because otherwise i wouldn't read it but it's so dense that i can only get through a couple pages before i'm like all right i need a break now would you say it's based off hamilton is it just because it's hamilton's entire life it is what lynn manual went lynn manual miranda read and used oh, okay. to write Hamilton. I didn't know that. The play. The All right. Musical. Well, that makes a lot more sense now that you're reading that. I, I actually didn't know there was something like that that existed. And I thought you just straight up bought 
an Alexander Hamilton textbook to read because <laughs> that was how, how deep your level of like uh, uh, infatuation when you, you, you watch something. And I thought that that was like a new high where it's like, I bought a textbook to read. It, it's not a textbook. It's not a textbook, but it's, holy cow, it's big. Yeah. All I can think of when I when I got it, you know, um, I, I, I don't know if you know the songs, Damien, as, as well as I do, but you know the very first. Or even as well as I do. The song, the for the opening mm. song in Hamilton at the end of the first song where all the characters are there and like, me, I fought for him. Me, I died for him. You know that one? Yep. Me, yes. I trusted yep. him. And then at the end, yep. me, I'm the damn fool that shot him. I All I could think of in my head when I opened that book was, me, I'm the damn fool that bought a 700 freaking page biography of him. <laughs> Hilarious. That's awesome. See, see, this is why you get audiobooks because this you don't get 700 pages. You don't get this big tome, this big like thing you got to carry around with you and flip through. It's just like you can bang. I banged through that book the other night. I, I downloaded it, right? The same night. It's like 10 hours. Put that shit at 1.7 speed and I was done with it. It's very. It's hard to physically read it because it's a paperback. It's a seven hundred yeah, page, like twenty pounds in your page Paperback that you like can't. I can't lay down in bed and read it and like hold it up with my hands. My hands are gonna exactly. be breaking, so I have to like yeah. lay on my side awkwardly. You ever drop your phone on your face? Yeah. If you drop this book on your face, you'll die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm ninety pages yeah, in now. I can't. I can't give up now. Yeah. She only does one yeah. one yeah. one time speed, dude. She doesn't do one point seven. You kidding? Mm. It's gonna take it her the full won. like thirty years to uh, to finish <laughs> that Hamilton book if she was to uh, get the audiobook for it. <laughs> I really? I no. actually enjoy reading. Like, yeah, she does enjoy reading. Yeah, I agree. The physical reading is fundamental. The physical act of reading. Physical. Act. Yeah. <laughs> physical. Yeah. Down down with physical media. I say as I turn to my left and I look at the twelve uh, uh, Criterion edition. DVDs, 4K Blu-rays I bought this week. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know what I you wanted like, to, to say what? to that. <laughs> no, I was just like, I'm nice saying that was the media, but I, I bought a... I bought a bunch of uh, Blu-rays this week because they're like, you know, highest quality 4K stuff. Right. So You had to go with your... your, yeah. your right. Your capitalist materialistic television that you have on your your wall <laughs> yep on my wall there yep exactly so is that all you guys uh had to talk about other than promising young woman yeah think so we move on all right so let's get to our review of promising young, young woman Directed by Emerald Fennell, starring Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, and Alison Brie, Synopsis is a young woman, traumatized by a tragic event in her past, seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. So, watch uh, like a month ago, month or two ago, uh, you guys saw it this week, finally, after much prodding, much, much conjoling, much, uh, yeah, <laughs> give you 20 bucks, you watched this movie with my $20, what did you think of uh, Promising a Young Woman? It was a uh, it was a good watch. Uh, I still don't think I would have shelled out twenty bucks on my own to watch it. So thank you very much for being so generous. Um, but it, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good mm-hmm. movie. I enjoyed it. I uh, had I had never heard of it, or I had no going into it. I had no idea what the premise was. I went into it totally same, totally to um, ignorant of it, of what, all of it. 
it was twisty. It was uh, interesting. Um, no, uh, say eye-opening, I suppose. Uh, bold. Sometimes it felt I like had, it took a bold direction. I had to get through the first 10 minutes. Like my, my, I was screaming inside my head for the first 10 minutes of it. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to watch this. <laughs> I, I'm glad I, I stuck with it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Scre- yeah. Screaming that, in my head. That was one interesting thing that it did uh, where it was like, like, oh man, it's about to get graphic. Oh, it's going to get graphic, isn't it? And then it's like, it, it didn't truly get like real graphic it always brought you to that point and then it was just like yeah we respect you or we we don't have to show you this like you you understand so you know it, it was just like oh okay all right you spared me so uh, we'll continue on and we'll get to another point it's like oh shit here we go again and then it's like oh, all right all right all right okay <laughs> yeah it was very interesting the casting was very interesting because you have these characters in the film that are portraying quote unquote nice guys. And I feel like the, the people that they cast to play the nice guys, you know, you think of, if you think of a nice guy, I feel like they are always, these are people that, that would uh, come into your head, right? Uh, Adam Brody and Christopher Mintz Plas and a bunch of these guys are, you know, the, the epitome, the, the embodiment of what a nice guy looks like, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Um, yeah. yeah, as soon as I saw, um, what's his name? Christopher Mintz Platts, whatever you said just now, I saw his name yep. come yep. up at the beginning and oh. I was like, is McLovin in this movie? Do <laughs> you just like, what? Yeah. I'm like, McLovin, well, no McLovin's in this movie. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then I actually saw him. I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, he is. And he looks different. <laughs> his chin gained some weight. A lot different. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, so let's talk about that. They um, so these guys. She, um, Carrie Mulligan plays Cassie, and she's a woman who goes out basically every night pretending to get drunk, then helps has men help her back to their apartment, and as they are trying to you know get on top of her and do things to her, she snaps awake and and you know chastises them right that she says what are you doing have you know what what do you what will you think was going to happen here like what how many times have you done this blah 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 things like that so it does take a really sharp turn right there was it you said that the first 10 minutes yep yeah, yeah that opened minutes, up it, with her being completely obliterated in a a bar basically and uh, the three guys yeah. you know like kind of circling like sharks and the one good guy spoilers everybody this is full spoilers right Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, the, the the one guy Adrian Brody that you said looks like a good guy, um, he elects to take her home, and he actually it actually seemed like he was going to do the right thing until he did. They framed it as him being the nice guy of the group. Like the rest of them were like, ah, yeah, they were being completely <laughs> like, open, yeah, like a piece of meat, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, we'll do it right now, like right here in this bar, like you know. But the yep. the other guy, it sounded like he was trying to. He was talking about business and he kept trying to bring it back to business and he's like, fine, I'll go, I'll go take care of this. And I don't know. What did, what did you think about that? Did you, did you think that he was going to do the right thing? And then his mind changed when he was like bringing her home or was it like that plan all along? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough, I, right? I think that's one of the things of the movie kind of presents you with the the problem of, you know, is it, is this the guy's first time? It was, he, he planned it all along, like you said, you know, it's just the, I think it's one of those things we just, uh, there, I watched a, a TikTok <laughs> the other day of a guy explaining like, you know, psychopaths are not 
what we think they are. They're not like um, socially inept. They're not socially awkward people as they're as they've been portrayed in movies and TV. They they do look like everyone else and act like everyone else most of the time. But then when when the opportunity presents itself, then then that they become the sociopath or psychopath, whatever you want to call them. So yeah, I think that's one of the one of the examples of that. It really, I don't know. This whole movie really made me think and made me wonder about. I'm like, at the end of it, I'm like, well, I have so many, so I know so many nice guys that, and they would yeah. never do this. And but like every guy in this movie that had the chance. <laughs> took the chance and it's like how many how many quote unquote nice guys would actually do this if they thought they could yeah. get away with it or or how many would would stand by it and let it happen like like Bo yeah. yeah like but like Bo yes playing uh Ryan in this movie what <clears throat> what do you guys think of uh Bo Burnham in this movie as oh, man. acting wise I went, and also I went through the gambit I went through the gambit I'm gonna uh, jump on this uh, yeah. uh you're familiar with this music right yeah, he has a song "Oboe," like "Oh Bo, Oh Bo," and I was just like, when I see Bo, I'm like, "Oh Bo," and then it's just like, <laughs> you know, Bo does something. It's like, oh, oh or yeah. she, she. Um, You're about to steal my joke. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, he was, she caught him coming out of the, or he caught her coming out of the bar and with the dude, and he and he was all sad. And it was like, oh, Bo. <laughs> and then you, they get back together and you're like oh Bo, and then you find out, you know, like he's involved, and you're like oh. Bo, 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 <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, Bo. yeah. I I yeah. was so glad that Bo Burnham was a good guy until I wasn't, and then I said, mm -hmm. "Oh no, Bo." <laughs> <laughs> Which it's funny. I I think that that cast uh casting was probably very intentional, or I don't know if they came to him or or he came to them, but he, he seems to be, he's got his finger on the pulse. Like all his music, um, as like, if you're not truly paying attention, it, it sounds offensive and funny, but if you actually listen to the message he was always saying, like, um, there, there was, there was one where it's just like, you know, little girls sell their souls to, to be on covers of magazines or, 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 or no, 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 the, 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 the guys on magazines where it's just like, yeah, I'm rich and everybody thinks I'm great. And, and, and we, we, and, but then like the, the message that he's sending is that these magazines give you like a, uh, like, a um, a false, like what, you, uh, what am I trying to say? Like uh, the, the girls see themselves like they're supposed to be like this and they, they feel bad about it. And it, it, like, that's the message he's really sending is that like, you shouldn't feel bad for what these magazines are putting in, um, these unrealistic body standards and stuff like that. He, he focuses on that. And even he was, um, he had that movie eighth grade, which we watched and yeah. I was, it frustrated me greatly, but it seemed like, you know, he understands how, um, you know, teenage boys works. And, and I wonder like, we all probably had this image of him where it's just like, Oh, he's like this fun guy. You know, he, 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 he says what he, he, he feels. And, um, he, he always seems like he's saying the right thing. And it's just like, that's what you're thinking in this movie. It's just like, oh man, it's Bo. Like, you know, like he's the good guy. He, he's a good guy in this. And then it's just like, he's not. And yeah. I think he might've did that intentionally or they did it intentionally. Like get this guy that everybody knows says a good message. He does the right thing and, and, and just use it to show how you just don't know. You just don't know who's a good person. 
Yeah, yeah. You don't know who's a good person. I think this is one of one of the strengths of the movie is that you you sort of your your alliances and your sympathies are are switching and lowering and high and heightening for each character throughout throughout the movie. Um, so let's you know get into the plot a little bit of you know where <laughs> what she does yeah, to true. sort of lower your sympathy for Cassie throughout the movie. Uh, one of the th- first things was she um, gets in touch with an old friend played by Allison Brie. She gets in touch with Madison. Right, because Madison was at the party where uh, Cassie's friend got raped, and so she hires uh, Cassie hires somebody to sleep with Madison. She, uh, Cassie and Madison meet for a for a lunch meeting, and Cassie gets Madison drunk, and I think pays somebody to sleep with her. Like I don't uh, think they actually to- sleep together. I think she she pays the guy to right. take take Madison up to a hotel room, right, and. It, and stay there with her and make it look like he slept with her. But right. So yeah. And, and Madison, when she sobers up is like, Oh shit. Did I, did I, did I not? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She wanted to put her in the situation where, you know, like, because it was, that that's, that's one of the things too, where you were talking about how men are projected in a poor light. There are a lot of women that weren't projected in a great light. Her mother wasn't, uh, this Alison Brie character wasn't, and that was the thing. Even your girlfriends, yeah, the dean. Yep. Even your girlfriends, like sometimes you you can't, or I don't know if they were actually friends or whatever. But even the girls around you, you can't always trust either. Where it's just like, she was sitting there. She's like, well, you know, she, she was kind of like, uh, I don't. What was her? What was her argument? Like she should uh she shouldn't have been so sloppy or something or i don't know I, yes yeah, yeah yeah and the thing is it's like you you just don't realize that's it's not just the guys in this or you, you got to be aware of everybody around you like the, the girls too they're they're not always looking out for your best interests and you know it, it was it was nice i want to say nice to see it but it it was nice that it was addressed it, it was smart that it was addressed yeah, yeah. So then the next thing that Cassie does is she talks to Elizabeth Walker, the dean of the school that she used to go to, and tells her that Cassie's lured her daughter to a makeup artist for a pop band. And uh, then she says, you know, I, she's here and you can, t- you can call her, blah, blah, blah. She's fine, right? So that's another, <laughs> another step towards It was definitely side, guess, interesting that they had the dean who – who she went and spoke to and who was in charge of the investigation, have her be a woman, you would, you would yeah. assume that it would be a male Dean and that the male Dean swept it all under the rug because what's the guy's name? Al. Oh, well, he was such a good guy and everybody liked him and let's not ruin his life because he made one bad decision, but to have a woman yeah. doing that, which, which is, goes to show it's not, you know, man, woman, really. In, in that situation, it's establishment. It's the university. Like, so many of those things never get reported. That's, you know, like, that's just the honest to God truth there. It's like, uh, they have this this mindset. Why ruin these people's futures? And, and it's just so hard to prove things like that. It, it, it comes down to he said, she said. And even with proof, it's just like, no, no, you don't have proof. And then, like, throw the phone in the trash. You know, it's, it's, it's straight up things like that. Yeah. So then after that, she, um, let's see, she's, then that night she forgets the date with Ryan and then Ryan, uh, finds out what she's been doing this whole time, right? 
That's the they reveal that to her. So you have sort of sympathy for Ryan. You have even less sympathy for for Cassie at this point. And then the next day, Cassie goes to uh, the the lawyer, Al's lawyer, and starts threatening him. And and the lawyer has like a mental breakdown over his guilt. Now, yeah. did you guys think? I already texted Dion, but did you, Carrie, think that uh, the the guy she hired was going to kill him, or just threaten him, or beat him up? Say wait, say that again. The guy, uh, Ke- yeah, Cassie visits the lawyer, right? Yeah. But then when she leaves, she sees a guy in the street, and the guy was like, "You're still gonna oh, pay me yeah. up against like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that guy. It's like, do I yeah. go in there now? And he's, she's like, no. Yeah, I don't still know. Still get paid though, right? Like she paid the dude to go there. And this is the thing. This is uh, this is actually a question I wanted to ask her a little bit right now. Is she had that book of all the guys, and when she wrote down their name, it was either red or blue. Now. There are two different situations. The first guy that she opened up with, um, the Adam Brody. Brody, the Brody character, he ended up with a red one. Um, he actually was kissing her. He like started to go down on her while she was in the bed, and then she had yeah. that you know like what are you doing? And then he was like oh oh yeah. oh, oh, and um, I don't. And then you know I don't remember how that scene just kind of ended at some point after she confronted him. And then she's like walking back and she's like chewing on a hot dog with ketchup falling off of it. I don't know if it, were, no, it was Jesus. supposed to be the, the symbolism or whatever. She yeah. marked him red in her book, the journal. Now, McLovin, he was blue. He never actually touched her that I can recall. He was just making advances and she was like, can I get some water? He go get some water and, and it's like, he was trying to get her to do Coke, but she like blew it out. When and then she confronted him and she like backed him in the corner. He's like, well, I'm way too high for this. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And when she got home, she wrote his name in blue. Was there a mm. difference in the red and the blue? So was the red, did the yeah. red mean that she killed hurt them? them? Because I, I think yeah. I remember his friend when, when uh, she was leaving with the, um, the black guy from the, I think that was Brody's friend, right? Yeah. I forget I what so. his yeah. name was. Yeah. She was leaving the bar and he said something like, oh, you're the one that fucked him up or something like that. So there was violence there. So she wasn't afraid to use violence, I guess. The thing is, though, red and the blue differentiated. She never actually harmed like she didn't actually harm Madison. She just made it seem like that guy slept with her. The guy didn't actually sleep with her. She didn't actually harm the dean's daughter. She just made it seem like the dean's the dean's daughter was going to get harmed. It always seemed like it was the response that they gave. Like Allison clearly didn't give the response that she wanted to hear. And this is, the, that's what kind of was a little confusing. Like, was she taking the same standard? Like for the, for the men, like if, because the lawyer, you know, had the breakdown that you're talking about. So if, if, yep. her, if his name was in the book, would he be like green? Because it's like, he showed remorse. Yeah. Showed remorse. He, he, yeah. he admitted he couldn't sleep. He wanted to kill himself, things like that. Uh, and be- that's why she called off the hitman. Was, was he? Yeah, that's the question. Was he going in to kill, or was he just going in to beat the hell out of him, or something like that? Uh, like I, I'm or confused to him. like the level of aggression that she she yeah. was using for everybody. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but do I think that so he was going Matt, in there to kill her? Kill him if she gave, if he gave him the wrong answer. That's I, what I'm wondering. Yeah, Gary, what I'm do you think? thinking that. I'm asking Carrie what she thinks. I, I oh. don't <laughs> think so. I think. I, I like I said, she didn't actually intend to harm Madison. She didn't actually intend to harm 
the dean's daughter i think she just makes it look that way so i think the guy would have gone in and threatened him a lot i don't yeah. think he would have killed him i feel like she could yeah. have threatened him. Yeah, i yeah. think the only person that she that she wasn't even going to kill the rapist she was just going to carve yeah, carve so, Nina's okay. name in his his stomach so he probably was the, i mean the lawyer's yeah. probably gonna get his ass beat though possibly but Actually, i feel like she could have threatened him on his own on her own yeah yeah but well i don't know maybe not because he's a lawyer yeah. he could have sued her <laughs> interesting anyways let's move yeah let's move on uh madison confronts cassie outside her house desperate to know what happened after their lunch so this is after that um so uh, madison gave cassie an old phone right of what happened of that night and she sees ryan uh in the tape, not raping her, but uh, being a bystander, right? That's right. her whole thing is giving giving uh, consequences to the bystanders. This is very similar to, there's an old Jodie Foster movie from like 1990 called The Accused. And it's very similar to that where they couldn't convict the, the actual rapist, but they convicted the people standing around letting it happen. Um, so she confronts um, Ryan, tells him that she's going to release the video to everybody unless she tells him where Al's bachelor party is going to be held. So this is the yeah this is the uh, the climax now. So skip ahead if if you don't want to hear hear about this. Uh, so Cassie goes to the uh, bachelor party, pretending to be the stripper. Uh, nobody recognizes her by the way, with all the makeup on, I guess, with the hair and all that. Um, so she takes Al. I think she she drugged Al's friends, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why they're all passed out. And then she brings Al upstairs. Doesn't drug him apparently. She probably should have um, in hindsight. Uh, she handcuffed him to the bed um, and tells tells him who she is. So he then he starts freaking out, and then he and then she says, you know, I'm going to carve my name into into her. She's going to carve Nina's name into his stomach. Um, so yeah, and then she breaks free and suffocates her in a very long and drawn out uh, very long suffocation, suffocation. right? <laughs> yeah, very long. Yeah, it is the pillow. I have often wondered how easy it is to suffocate somebody with a pillow if you're not 90 do you you think about that a lot well if you're not 90 <laughs> you know like frail lungs yeah. and stuff i feel like she yeah. well maybe that explains why she survived so much but i don't know yeah when you're when you're we you got someone kneeling on your face for like three minutes and it's just like play dead for the in the first minute <laughs> and then when they yeah. when they let off get the fuck out of there <laughs> but i don't yeah. know i've never been yeah. suffocated before i can't say that it's that simple when right. they shift body weight, fight you know? or flight kicks in, and you just fight. yeah, you keep flailing, like you know your life's in danger. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you think this was a fantasy? Did you think she was going to wake up at the in the morning? Did you think this was real when you were no. watching it? Uh, I I I wasn't surprised by the ending. I, I knew there was no. not going to be a happy ending for her. Yeah, it, no, it wasn't going to happen. I Somebody didn't feel like that was a dream. Along the way, was going to end up being violent, and she was going to end up getting yeah. hurt or killed. I think that at, at some point there would have been another dream sequence in there that if it was a fantasy or something, like she would have showed a penchant for um, daydreaming or nightmares or something at some point. But she was never sleeping the whole the whole movie. Never saw anything like that. So I didn't think she was going to die. But um, yeah. you know that's that's the thing though. Like she was doing vigilante justice, and at some point your luck runs out. She had a that notebook was huge. And, and well, it was a small notebook, but it had a lot of names. It in. had a lot of tally marks. It was tally yeah. marks. So right? yeah, a lot doing. of tally marks. That's all the people that she confronted, like being like this. I. It's hard to imagine yeah, that there wasn't someone before that did, didn't get as violent as Al did, or something like that. You know. 
Yeah. I can't imagine she was targeting just good guys. Like she was positioning herself in front of good guys or who people, people who she assumed were good guys. Like eventually you're going to take somebody home that doesn't give a shit and it's going to go bad for you. If they're, if they're a bad enough person that they're going to take rape, advantage of you. Yeah. yeah. Rape you. Um, who, why wouldn't they hurt you too? Like, yeah. I mean, you, you, gotta, you gotta think of the mental stability of people too. Like I, I understand there's, like if you if you actually think about it, like the the rape law like that's why rape has a lesser charge than murder because if if they were equal charges why not just kill the person so but if you if you encounter somebody with like that that mental like i don't give a shit like you just don't know what's on the table at that point it, it, it was it was dangerous and which leads me to my other point like i think we talked about it a little bit did, did she have a a death wish was she just kind of like was she so broken inside that she yep. was uh, just kind of like, whatever happens, happens, or or, or what was she trying to knowing like, that someday this is gonna end, this is gonna be yeah. the way that it ended. There was, gonna there, be there was no situation. going, to, there was not going to be an ending. A happy, like I said, a happily ever after. She was just gonna keep doing this until she couldn't anymore. Yeah. What do you think, Damon? Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Yeah. I, yeah. I was gonna ask you. Do you think she went in there thinking she was gonna die, uh, knowing what we know happens after this, after the party? Yeah, I don't think she went in knowing she was going to die, but I don't think she cared either way. She definitely had a backup plan yeah. where she thought it was possible that she. Yeah, would. yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's kind of like I was saying, like uh, the whole time, like maybe she she was just she she only cared about getting revenge. Like her friend meant so much to her that um, she didn't care what happened to her. Like if as long as she could get to all these people and make them feel like assholes or you know beat the hell out of somebody that you know that deserved it. You know, if something happened to her along the way, that that's just that's she was willing to pay that price. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, talking about the her being a vigilante, uh, a lot of the discourse around the movie is 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 that the ending, which we'll get to in a second, the ending sort of makes the police out to be not the heroes, but like they come to save the day. They're they are the cavalry. They are you know the cleanup crew essentially. Um, do you think that her? Uh, positioning yourself as as a vigilante throughout the entire movie where she is basically saying there she's saying in the movie saying uh the system fails women it fails victims it fa- it fails um survivors of of sexual assault therefore sh- this person is doing all this on her own because she can't trust the system because can't because she can't trust the police or she can't she can't rely on them to do their job right she has to do it for them so therefore does the ending where the police are basically uh, positioned as the saviors, does that sort of contradict the message of the movie? I didn't. I didn't think so. I no. don't think the police really looked like heroes, honestly, because they. Yeah. yeah it, it took her doing all the work for them to to do their job. So I don't know. I don't. Right. I don't really think there was a a hero to this movie. Yeah. My take it's on all it. just right. bad. I, Everybody. All bad. Everything ended badly. Yeah. Well, yeah, my take on it was you have to remember this whole movie was about her kind of um, avenging her friend um, by doing what what she did throughout the entirety of the thing and her her gigantic contingency plan that she had. Remember that they weren't there to arrest him for rape; they were there to arrest him for murder. So yeah, when the cops came in for that, it, I think it's because uh, you think about it too. One of the cops had a, a dialogue with Bo, his character, and um, yeah, he he basically was just kind of like, 
He's like, ah, yeah, your, your girlfriend, do you, do you know where she is? He's like, oh, we broke up. Oh, yeah, well. And then he sees like, oh, wow, you, you're a child surgeon, man. That, that's tough work. And he didn't want to have to do anything to Bo. And I think, I don't know if that went over some people's heads, but. Yeah, he didn't grill him at all. Yeah, he's and just it's like, like. The boyfriend should have been the, the highest on the suspect on the list. Yeah. Oh, you just broke yep. up. More reason to want to kill her. And then he kind of like yep. leaned into it where it was like. Yeah, she she could be out there like she wants to hurt herself. She didn't seem in the right state of mind when she, when the last time I saw her. And he's like, yeah, okay, well that, ma- Bitches, that makes sense, you know. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it was something like that, and he was just like, and then he even said he was like, wow, this I really admire kind of the stuff you do, like this this stuff. It, it must be tough. So they weren't looking to arrest Bo for anything like that. They came in. Actually, we don't even know if anything bad happened to Bo's character. It, it might right. be depending on how, how thorough she was, but well, I mean, didn't he she really send didn't, the phone. He well no he she was like basically saying like now it's over like lol kind of stuff but there was really yeah. nothing there Bo wasn't part of the murder or anything yeah so. but but didn't she send the phone with the the video oh yeah yeah maybe yeah yeah so yeah. um but when when they arrested him uh get back to that point when they arrested him they're like we're arresting you for the murder there was no like we're arresting you for a rape of this person or anything like that so. Um, I didn't see the cops as heroes because they were there for a separate thing. And, and the main focus was uh, the system failed her, her friend, um, any woman that experiences anything like that on report or reported rapes that go, you know, uninvestigated and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The system, I think it reflected it fine. I didn't think the cops were heroes. I thought, uh, I thought it was pretty shitty. The cops, honestly, I'm glad they, they showed up for the murder, but sometimes like there's, it just seems like murder is just something like, you can't shrug off like, all right, this person killed somebody. We got to go do something about it. So yeah, that, that's my take yep. on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a good take. Um, they, so let me just spell it out. Basically what happened was she, after she dies, they sort of argue about what to do with the body. They burn it in like the woods. They think it's over. Uh, you see at the very end, her, um, her necklace that was half of hers and half her friends. Like Nina, I'm trying to look for her friend's name. Nina, yeah, Nina. Her, her she, her and Nina had a two halves of, the, of a necklace, and you can see that at the end. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's it's something where, like I said, I think the police were the cleanup crew. They just sort of wrapped everything up. I think them coming there for the murder, like you said, they don't really get that involved if if unless it's up to a murder. Like you said, they weren't there to arrest for the rape yep. or for the uh, them standing around for the. They weren't there to arrest other people, but the bystanders watching it. Um, they were there for the murder. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things where I, I'm wondering what, what what was said to the police. Like basically, it was it was the uh, attorney that called them, right? So what is he going to tell them? What did he tell them that got them there? Right. This, you know, there's, there's been a murderer at this house. You should go check it out. It's like, okay, well, maybe. She <laughs> These probably. People are having a wedding. I'm sorry. Huh? Uh, I was, yeah, I don't uh, know what I was thinking that she probably gave him the directive. Whereas, like, if I, because this was like a week later, and she's like, if I go missing, this is where I was, which is how they know to go search. Uh, they found her or the locket or whatever. They had the search party up there. Um, so she probably told the lawyer. I was up at this house. I was going to confront this person. Or maybe she didn't say that. Maybe she just straight up said, like, I was here and they killed me. You know, something like that. Yeah. And the lawyer who was so desperate to kind of repent repent for the stuff that he did, maybe he just, like, 
looked the other way and be like, he, maybe he knew what she was planning to do. She showed up at his house and he, he was like, are you here to kill me? Are you here to hurt me? And so maybe she, she, he understood that he, she was going to get revenge and he was fine with it. And she gave him yeah. a list of stuff like, this is what's going to happen. And you can find me here if you don't hear from me in a week because the uh, scheduled text, that's how Bo started getting them. And then the cops right. show up. So I think she had like this uh, contingency plan in place that like after, after a week, it was like, all right, activated. And, you know, while hell broke loose. All right. Yeah. Justice was served. Yeah. Not hell broke loose. Justice was served. Yes. Well, uh, sort of know, finally, after the, all that had to happen. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, like the lawyer had the video of, of the rape. So may, probably yeah. because he was, he, he was saying how like, oh, you don't even know, like these people paid me so much every time I could get somebody off and I can't sleep at night. You know, maybe he was just kind of chomping at that bit. Like, all right, I got a chance to redeem myself. You know, here we go. I'm going to go. Maybe he yeah. fought the case of the rape and everything like that too. So it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you guys think about uh, Carrie Mulligan's chance at getting an Oscar? Uh, she missed. She whiffed on the Golden Globe. Uh, we got Viola Davis, Andre Day, Vanessa Kirby. Uh, I think Dion, you've seen uh, Francis McDormand's Nomadland. Uh, what do you think about Carrie Mulligan's chance of getting an Oscar for this? I don't like it. No, I don't think. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she's really got a good shot at it. I think it it yeah. could get a nom, but. I don't think she's going to win it. It's the competition is basically between Viola Davis, Andrew Day, I guess now, and Francis Francis McDormand, the top three. You think at this point? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. take everybody that was in those movies. Uh, do any other movies get added to it, or is it just kind of the same movies that were in uh, Golden Globes? We'll see. We'll see. Or, or is mean, everything after this point kind of roped into twenty twenty two? Yeah. No, I think. Um, It'll definitely be the five that were up for Golden Globes. I think the announcement for the nominations are going to be March 15th. Okay. And then the Oscars are going to be in April. So they pushed everything forward like a month, a month or two to uh, account for the late uh, rivals. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's, uh, Carrie, do you have any early, sorry. Do you have any early picks uh, for the Oscars? I, I is, haven't is it, seen most of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you, th- do you think her performance was worthy enough of a... Uh, maybe a, a nomination, but I don't think she'd win. My my only yeah. problem with this is is from what I've heard, I listened to the podcast that you wanted me to hear the big picture about this movie. Yes, yes, yes. And both yes, of yes. them seem really torn. I think people don't know how they should be able to feel about this movie, how, how they should, what they should be able to say about this movie, uh, particularly right. men as well. Um, but and that might that might affect you know going into the Oscars like this could be too hard hitting of a thing. It's because she's taking vigilante justice into her hands. Uh, does it take away from her character? It's hard to sympathize with a character. And when you really can't sympathize with a character, it, it, it reflects like you'll watch another movie and you're like, wow, like I really sympathize with this main character. Like I feel her struggle. Like when everything's kind of so up and down in this movie, like, all right, I can, I can see where she's coming from. I know why she did that. And then it's just like, well, uh, well, maybe, maybe I'm not thinking about this clearly enough. Like the amount of mental anguish it kind of puts on you to be, put yourself in her situation. It, it, it could affect her in the Oscars. That's where my uh, opinion kind of yeah. comes in. Like I, I, I just, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's tough. Out of the five. Yeah. You're, I think you're right. I think out of the five, she's probably down at the bottom. I think you're correct that because I don't, say, I don't think she's the, at the bottom. 
I mean, the bottom five, like there's only five here. So there's only, you know, <laughs> five configurations of this list you can make. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen Andrew Day, but since she got that Golden Globe, she's probably got the momentum going into the Oscars. I really wanted to see Viola Davis get it. So those are the top two contenders right now for me. And then I really liked Frances McDormand in Nomadland. That's probably uh, three, number three. Vanessa Kirby is probably four, and Carrie Mulligan is number five. Like, like I was talking about with the uh, the movies and the the performances from last year. Like all of these performances, not like you know Carrie Mulligan is the five and Frances McDormand is the nine. Like it's all the nine point twos and nine point seven. It's like one A, one B, one C, one D, one E. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's not you know she's not number five like way down in the bottom of the list. It's just that's the way it's you know shaking out right now for me right and i I'm, I'm not saying that i'm punishing her because she took on this difficult role and 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 yeah wh- how you how you feel about what she's doing is going to affect or judge judge her character on you i'm not saying like anything like that i'm not taking away from anything like that yeah. i thought i yeah. thought she tackled a pretty tough thing to tackle and it's 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 something good to see conf- uh, an audience confronted with i mean, the yeah. fact that you feel this way and and you don't really know how to take her like I think that yeah. that speaks volumes. I think honestly, like she should be higher on a list because of that, uh, making you confront something so complex, feeling so complex. Yeah. Absolutely. So that is uh, that is promising young woman. Like uh, a lot of discourse, <laughs> the D word, a lot of discourse around this movie. Um, yeah, it's a very very uh, split, polarizing movie. I think a lot of different opinions about the actions in the movie and the movie itself, the message of the movie. It's a really good movie. Really, really enjoyed it. I think we all recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, it was a good I, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do as well. So that Get will do it for our view of. I didn't hear that. I said, "Get your friend to pay for it." Uh, <laughs> yeah, I almost, I almost rewatched it. And I was like, "Wait a second! I paid twenty dollars for myself. Paid twenty for Dion. If I watch it again." That'll be me putting $60 into this fucking movie. I'm not going to You know, do that's that the again. thing. That's a little bit of the argument that I was having last week with you about know, where it's just I like, you, you get to watch it once and it's like, you should be able to get to watch it again. Like, come know. on. And it, it, when we got it off Amazon Prime, you had 48 hours. And so we, yeah. we split it into two nights. I remember I pissed you off because you thought it was only going to be for 24 hours. Like, oh, you better wake up early and finish it. And it's like, <laughs> no, dude, we have it for 48 hours. I but even 48 worried, hours. I was worried for you. I wasn't mad. Yeah. I was worried for you. Yeah, I come out of the show and it's like, oh, we only watched the first half. <laughs> yeah. Another Emma. Another Emma. No, no, I watched it for five minutes. What? No. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. Was, for 20 bucks, I feel like I should be getting more for my money than 20 bucks. I understand sure. you leave a theater and you got to wait till it comes out on DVD, but like we, it's, it's the experience. When I'm sitting in my living room, I purchase it off Amazon I Prime. I should have options. Mm. I know. <laughs> so, so anyways, coming up after the break, we'll be talking about WandaVision series finale, but uh, we'll let Carrie go for that. She sit through that. I have not watched watch. any of it. <laughs> and they of it. Okay, so thank you for joining us. Thank Gary, you for having for me, sir. You're welcome. Everybody give Where it up find for you? beautiful Carrie. <laughs> This well, is part of the show where most applause. podcasts would ask you where they can find you on the internet, but you are anonymous. Not I am anonymous. <laughs> I do not use the internet, and I do not do the ticking or the talking. Okay. <laughs> you can find her at Twitter.com. Yeah. Or message her on Instagram. Like Instagram.com. <laughs> there you go. Okay. 
Exactly. So thank you for joining us for this week's uh, Can I Say Something? We'll be back right after the break with a WandaVision review. Bye-bye. And we're back here to discuss the WandaVision series finale. This is our home. And no one will ever take it from me again. <laughs> I have everything under control. Are you sure? Studios WandaVision. Theon, what did you think of WandaVision, the series finale, and the series overall? Uh, the series overall. Great series. Um, finale, it was fine. It was a Marvel uh, finish, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But great series. Great series. Uh, I feel like a lot of what made the series great wasn't really there in the last couple episodes, but that makes sense because you needed to have the Marvel aspect of it come out. The The real reason that we're here, superheroes doing superhero things. So what did you think? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no I didn't like mutants. the way this happened. Nope. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let's run down the list real quick of things yeah. that didn't appear in the scenes of series finale. No mutants. No Peter from the Fox universe. He was Ralph Boner from Ralph Agnes's husband. Boner. No Mephisto. No Nightmare. One scroll. Uh, possibly he was possibly the aerospace engineer because. Uh, was she the same woman from episode five? I forgot to check. I'm not sure. It's oh, possible. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm not sure either, but like how many women are there out there actually, you know? Uh, there's at least that's at least five. <laughs> um, so no multiverse confirmed, no Doctor Strange. So let me rank these in terms of what was I most expecting? I was most expecting Doctor Strange. So yeah, that's was uh, that most, was a chalk pick. My yes, my my disappointment was immeasurable, and my day was ruined because of yeah. that. Yeah, I can tell so, your day was ruined well, because you didn't say shit until I said something <laughs> to you about it. I knew you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I was also waiting for your response because you have a normal schedule, unlike me, who stays up until three a.m. to watch the thing. And that uh, time I, I did you, not. Yep. Huh? And and that 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 instance I did not. I was not able to watch it straight at 3 a.m. So, yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. at least I, I gave you the disclaimer that I hadn't watched it, so you wouldn't say anything. But I also had expected you to be something like, "I am whelmed." Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just say this: you cannot, or you should not. Let me say, let me say that. I'll say you should not, should not. Uh, build build up mysteries without explaining them, and you should not be offended when the fan base. Um, gets mad at you for building up mysteries. Yeah, you shouldn't get mad at the backlash for the fan base getting mad that you didn't um, fulfill, not fulfill, but you didn't come through with uh, satisfying, uh, I don't want to say conclusion, because it sounds like, you know, well, you you have to explain everything to a T. You have to wrap everything up with a fine bow. I don't want everything wrapped up with a bow, but I also, I would like an illusion. I would like some sort of, you know, hint at 
What's the I would like to next? see that you tried to wrap my paper, not just like or my present, not just you know yeah. take some newspaper and then, you know yeah. wrap it up on top, then twist the thing shut and put some scotch tape around it. That's kind of how it was presented at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't you, know. You man. wrote on it with marker said uh, to 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 Damien, love Marvel. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's one of those things that like, you know, with Ray's parents in Star Wars, it's like you you didn't have to mention it. You had it cost you nothing to not mention what her parent who her parents could be. And in the second movie, they were like, yeah, it's they made an interesting thing where they said it's nobody. Your parents are nobody. That is that to me. I don't know if I said this to you before, but that is fascinating. That is very, very interesting because you, you, you then have the opportunity like at the very end of that movie, at the end of uh, Last Jedi, to say that to be important to the world, to the galaxy, to the story, you don't have to have a lineage. You you don't have to have a tie. You don't have to be tied to you know Skywalkers or Palpatines or whoever. You can be anybody, and you can have an impact on the world. That's an incredibly powerful message to to send to people. But then they completely backtracked on the whole thing and said she's a Palpatine. So fuck that. Fuck all that. <laughs> In my mind. But getting back to uh, WandaVision. um, So, yeah, the scroll was said to Monica was she was uh, let's say let's let's just say for 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 argument's sake, she she was the person in episode six. So she says at the end and in the mid credit scene, uh, she says Monica uh, has a has a message from an old friend. So it could be uh, Nick Fury. It could be um, Ben Mendelsohn's character from Captain Marvel could be a couple of those people there. So that's an interesting nod. I think that, I think that was the biggest nod to what's coming next is you have a reveal that is a scroll and that uh, Monica is going to be meet, meeting up with Nick Fury or somebody important higher up in sword in the near future. So that to me was the biggest nod in this episode. Was it for you? Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that, that was the only, that was the only thing that it possibly could have been. Um, besides Paul Bettany playing Paul Bettany. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, this, the whole Rambo thing, it was just like, all right, Captain Marvel 2 coming at you. Like, <laughs> someone wants to talk to you up on the roof. Up on the roof? No, space. I was just playing. But yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the big reveal there. Yep. Um, so, I don't know. Let's go through this a little bit. I don't, we don't have to go through uh, bit by bit, but so start off with the battle, this big battle uh, between Wanda and Agnes, where Agnes has got her kids uh, strung up. And, kids uh, on leashes. So kids on leashes, but we'll get to something else later in the episode where they, kids are even more dangerous. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're in real danger. They're in real danger, you know. I'm gonna say bullets probably cause more damage than fake uh, a fake leash. I'm gonna say destroying the hex probably was going to be bad for the children. Who's really listen, the villain here? Who's l- really listen. the villain here? <laughs> let's let's jump back. Let's let's focus now. We are. I'm focused. I'm focused. Let's go. <laughs> our first our first image is Wanda's face contorted with concern and efforts as she looks at a- Agatha, who still holds Billy and Tommy in ethereal lariats. That's an interesting. Turn like a phrase that. for that's, what she's smart. Yeah, ethereal lariats. That's interesting. Wanda shoots a magic blast at Agatha and the letters lariats disappear. Another tongue twister. Stop with the tongue twisters. <laughs> I mean, you could just call them leashes. <laughs> uh, Wanda tells the boys to run home and they're gone. She, she Wanda blasts another blast in Agatha, but she catches it and absorbs it. So this is uh, where she learns that Agatha absorbs her magic and takes uh, takes home from, from Wanda. 
Uh, she looks at her hand and it's discolored, drained with blood. Wanda throws a card at Agatha, latching her, launching her through a window, after which she, we get a little Wizard of Oz notice. Uh, yeah. Agatha's, Agatha's boots are sticking out from underneath the wreckage. At that point, I that turn good. to the camera, nod my head slightly, <laughs> yep, yep, bow, and then resume with the show <laughs> it's like yeah i saw i see what you did there that was a very good yep uh the she Lily even had to look sword. under the car to see what was going on like did you guys see it yet did you see the the, the shoes under the car oh, okay we'll get a closer look let's get let's get right under there oh wait it's just shoes <laughs> just shoes. if her yep, shoes yep. were red <laughs> <laughs> what are you calling fake vision what are you calling white vision what's your name for him White vision? Uh, I call yeah. him cloudy vision. Cloudy vision. Cloudy well, actually, vision. Now, now at this point, I call him the vision because he is the vision. Yeah, I like in this episode they oh, I watched a, a recap or a recap of the all the Easter eggs, and they kept using the uh, Hall and Oates song. We got double vision. <laughs> I saw somebody <laughs> refer to him as gentrified vision. Ah, I like that. Yeah, yep, yep. I uh, I tweeted at. Um, What's her name? Joanna, Joanna, Joanna Robertson from the uh, Vanity Fair podcast. Uh, she was asking for names for uh, White Vision. I said it should be. Uh, so you got Sword. Sword created them, right? So it should be Swision. That could be a that could be a name. Swision. Swision. Yep. Yeah. So the Lily White Sword version of a Vision, Swision, uh, drift down from the sky. Wanda walks up to him in, in, in disbelief and says, "Is it really you?" And then Swizhin starts crushing her head so you can hear her, her head hey, cracking. Well, that was He didn't start crushing her head immediately, though. And this is the thing. He didn't have any memories or anything. And he went up to her all sensual and everything, like put her hands yeah. in, or put her head in his hands. And then he was just like, oh, I must destroy you, like Terminator style. Like, I, I was <laughs> called, confused right there. That seemed like a little bad writing, right? It's it's called dramatic building up, dramatic building. You're, you're, you're building drama. You're building uh, to up to the point where, ooh, what's going to happen here? You know, she no, doesn't know who he is. I got yeah. it, but it's just like he didn't know he didn't have memories. He didn't he didn't understand like that was I used to love Wanda. Like those memories were gone. So it's just like but her him cradling her head like that was like I I, I didn't get that. It's just a strategy. Straight to, it's a strategic maneuver maybe. by the robot because he knew he knows her power. Just like um, you know, it's a smart move. Unlike Wanda getting up in the face of Thanos in Endgame, like you, Wanda's power is all basically it's all you know ranged it's all ranged is she, her her advantage is to keep a keep a distance from her enemy right but okay vision so knows, she saw vision, vision knows in. this yeah and she she, yeah. she was given the puppy eyes and he was like oh yeah she she likes me let me let me get yes, in exactly. there real quick okay exactly. let me slide in those dms real quick <laughs> so a voice comes up from above them uh this is awkward your ex and your boyfriend together at the same party yeah. oh oh agatha um so let's see. Uh, uh, we cut to what is this saying? It's futile, says Fietro, noodling around a guitar while wearing a beanie. Uh, she tries to run, and Fietro taps her, knocking her over. Uh, so let's talk about that real quick. Uh, fake Pietro was uh, nothing. He was he was Ralph Boner. Ralph like, Boner, all, baby. This was the worst reveal for me so far. With contrast with the best reveal of the scrolls. Uh, why? Why? Why did they do this, Dion? Tell me. Tell me why they they did this. They they shit on my heart. <laughs> they opened up, they opened up our hearts with the, ep- the end of episode five, revealing that um, Evan Peters is in the show playing a character that he's played before in an alternate universe, just to <laughs> shit on our hearts. 
And and bro, this was like a remember the 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 price tag on this? It was like a sixty billion dollar acquisition to to yep. get. Yep. And and people were just like, "Holy crap! It's Quicksilver from the Fox universe." They could have yep. done so many things, and yet they. What what did I I wrote this down so I would get it right? Um, all your fan theories got fucked with boners. <laughs> 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 that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, Jesus, I, I don't. Why? I don't know, man. It's, uh, and the craziest part was that it was just like this. What it ultimately came down to was there was a dude in the hex that uh, kind of looked like that Quicksilver, and that's really the only thing you're supposed to be taking from that. It's not a Quicksilver from the Fox universe. You're just supposed to uh, believe that this is a dude that looks like that guy. And somehow he was bestowed with powers, which actually there's still a fan theory alive that it's still the Quicksilver from the Fox. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. So Wu had been saying all along that there is somebody in Westview uh, that was under witness protection. Right. They're saying that it could be Quicksilver under witness protection under the name Ralph Boner. That's why he has super speed, which I mean... Agatha could have just given him powers, I guess. How he is fast, I'm not completely sure. Uh, is that within a witch's ability to give people powers? Well, that's the that's, thing. If they said right. if, they they fucked this thing so hard on multiple <laughs> levels, like you had that's what they're Peters saying. They, playing the guy, and yeah. then it all you had to do, like to to um to blunt this fucking that they gave us, they could have at least said that Agatha had the ability to do that at some point. All you have to do right. is set that up, that that's a thing she can do. Never did that either. Right. So even even when fact, that, that diatribe where she was listing the powers that she could do is like when she was like, yes. oh yeah, all it takes yes. is a little transmorphification and a little bit of yes. this and a dash of that. But she never said, yep. oh yeah, and I gave him some super speed because that's within my, you know, yep. arsenal. <laughs> yep. One little one little line, just 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 blunting the fucking they gave us would have would have sufficed. Anyways. It's funny too because it's like they make obviously they're not making this week to week, so it's just like all right, we we see what you say on Reddit, we see what you say on Twitter. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna swerve you so hard. This was actually their plan. Do you think somebody in the back yeah. was just like, oh, they're gonna be so pissed, Dave? They're gonna yeah. be pissed, <laughs> Dave. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, it was like Paul Bettany when he was on Good Morning America this week, and they were like, so you said that there was an actor you wanted to work with. Do you regret saying that now? And Paul Bettany's like, <laughs> so you know how you make a joke sometimes, and uh, you think it's funny, but then it turns out right. to not be so funny. Yeah. I actually did laugh, though. Okay? I, I kind of had like a boner reaction where he was like, hey, boner, you know? But it wasn't yeah. because his last name was Boner. It was because, yeah. remember how they were going through the sitcoms and everything? And uh, yeah. where they had the the one where I said it was like Growing Pains, but it actually wasn't like Growing yeah. Pains, the, the theme song. Yeah. Well, there was a character on Growing Pains that was called Boner, and he lived yeah. in an Mike, attic. Yeah, Mike Seaver's best friend, Richard right. Stabone. So there you go. They called him Boner. I was like, Boner, yeah. ha! And I was thinking it was a nod, but, you know, maybe it was just, you know, it was just Marvel saying, get fucked by this Boner. Yeah, so... Uh, let's go back here. Uh, Wanda's head is being crushed by uh, white vision, fake vision. But just in time, a deus ex machina arise, or perhaps more of a de- machina deus ex deus. Ha-ha. Oh my God, your it's our beloved is in a Carl- knot. <laughs> it's our beloved colorful vision who throws vision into a vehicle. Wanda apologizes for not telling vision everything before, and he replies, it's all right. Then it comes a voice from up above them. 
Oh, I said this already. Okay. Uh, back. Uh, meanwhile, back at Swords Operating Base, Hayward is barking orders while Jimmy is brought into handcuffs. Jimmy quietly notices a cell phone on the table and tells Hayward, you'll never cover this up. Hayward says he won't have to. Quote, Wanda canceled her show, so there's no footage proving that there was ever more than one vision. Wu grabs a phone surreptitiously from behind. Hayward, oblivious, continues and says everyone will be glad that he neutralized Wanda, and they'll think vision, fake vision, is the same one but Wanda tried to steal, thus making Hayward a hero for retrieving a valuable asset. Quote, you could be part of that victory, Jimmy, he says. If only you had a little more vision. <laughs> ah, man. And see, this is why Hayward can't be a bad dude. He is aware of dad jokes. He is aware of bad puns. And hey, yeah. listen, I respect that, okay? I respect okay. it. Great. Jimmy is then tossed into a nearby barn alone for some reason, again, with the, the, the tropes of bad movies. Uh, he uses a safety <laughs> pin that somehow had to unlock the cuffs that then even more improbably unlocks and uses the pilfered stolen phone to call the FBI for backup. Didn't he say something, though, when he unlocked himself? He was like, flourish or something like that. Flourish, yeah. yeah. That was an Ant-Man sure. thing. It was an Ant-Man thing. That's that's the thing where it's just like he got out of it because it was a magic trick, basically. Getting out of handcuffs is a classic magic trick. Yeah. You remember how everybody got uh, hyped about the card trick? Boom. Yeah. Right, hyped about the handcuffs. Got it. Got it. Uh, back downtown Westview, Wanda finds everything looking contemporary and clean with a happy populace around her. A wild Agatha appears and hits Wanda with some magic to knock her down. <laughs> a wild Agatha appears. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, then says there's an entire chapter dedicated to Wanda's destiny in the Darkhold, which she clarifies is, quote, the Book of the Damned and rambles portentously about the nature of the Scarlet Witch prophecy. She says, quote, your power exceeds that of the Sorcerer Supreme. So that is the one reference we get to Doctor Strange <sighs> in this whole fucking show. Yep. Yep. And it's basically yeah. just saying, like, yeah, you're stronger than him. Yep. 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 Uh, she says, quote, it's your destiny to destroy the world. And Wanda says, I'm not what you say I am. Wanda counters. Agatha says, smiles and says, oh, really? Uh, Agatha chants in Latin. And suddenly, Dottie, the local queen bee from episode two, who has been standing nearby, gets unmind whammied and walks nervously up to Wanda. She says her name is Sarah, and then she has an eight-year-old daughter who could be friends with Wanda's kids if you like that storyline. That's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to let the kid out of the room so her mother can hold her. Wanda tells Agatha to free Sarah, but Aggie replies, she's your meat puppet. I just cut her strings. Meat Agatha puppet. Then re- meat puppet, yeah. That's, that's such a, like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is like the the episode where Wanda's like completely confronted with everything that she's done. Like, and Agatha wasn't pulling any punches. Like, it, she was actually giving her more of a verbal beat down than she was a physical one. Where it's just like meat puppet. Yeah, you've been fucking these people this whole time, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Agatha then removes the mind control of everyone in the town square who suddenly looked at Wanda, their captor, with hatred and vengeance in their eyes. Yep. Hey, did you get that feel? I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, remember how she she was like watching, she was looking at that Stark bomb and like she, she totally reviled like Tony Stark. Like she she looks at like Tony Stark for destroying her hometown and everything like that. This was, this was kind of her being, becoming a Stark, like uh, uh, becoming Tony Stark. Everybody was looking at her like, this was our, this was our town. You came in and just fucked everything up. And she had that moment. She had her Tony Stark moment. And I just thought that was a pretty a pretty nice connection there. I don't know if anybody else yeah. caught that or maybe it was just me, but I thought it was a, it was a good connection. She made her own Sokovia. 
Gotcha. I see. I didn't, I didn't catch that. It's a good catch. Um, what I what I thought you were going to say was like, remember in Jessica Jones, the first season, uh, you had the Purple Man controlling everybody, and they had these moments where he he was controlling this couple or somebody like for so long, and he told them to to like keep a lookout at one point, and then. Uh, they they actually there's like they either piss their pants or shit their pants at one point. So you got to think at some point she held these people in control for so long they must have dookied their pants at some point. Yeah, no, that was sick though when you, when she was talking where or when they, when they all kind of were ganging up on her like we haven't slept we haven't eaten all these people and I and obviously it has it's been a course of three days actually. But yeah. to not sleep for three days, to not eat for three days, like I, I've yeah. been awake for twenty four hours, thirty six hours, and I've yeah. I've felt awful. And sometimes yes, I feel like yes. I can handle being awake for more periods of time than other people can. But like being awake for thirty six hours and not eating ever, woo! Like that awful. is a awful. level of torture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Monica say uh, so. Cutting back to Monica and Pietro in the mansion, Pietro says, "This is my man cave where he likes to chillax." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monica sees a bake statement on the table for someone named Ralph Boner, as well as an actor's headshot of this Mister Boner, who happens who happens to look exactly like a younger Peter Evan, uh, Evans Peters. Evan Peters. You said bank I, statement, but did you actually know that was a water bill? Yeah. Oh, was it? <laughs> it was the water. Oh, okay, it was like super high because uh, the, the water balloon fights when they were like running around filling up water balloons and stuff. That's funny. Oh, didn't notice that. It's interesting. Um, Agnes doesn't live here. Monica says, realizing what's going on. You do. You're Ralph Boner. Pietro just chuckles. Boner. <laughs> now, Monica did you gr- understand that Ralph is Agatha's <laughs> husband? Yeah. Well, no, not not right away, but. I, okay. You know, I watched some reference videos, some some recap videos, where people were like, "Yeah, this is this is Ralph, her quote unquote husband." Right. Yeah. I remember it was like Ralph, and I was like, "Why is that name familiar?" Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Monica grabs and tosses Fiatro and pulls off his necklace, which which is conveniently glowing like a necessary object in a video game. That had and, the superpower. Uh, yeah, she had the superpower, uh, and. And that gets rid of Pietro's mind control somehow. Please spare my life, he whimpers. Elsewhere, Billy and Tommy look through another window at a reddening sky, but Billy gets magic visions of what's happening downtown to their family, and they run out to help. Uh, back in the downtown area, all the townsfolks are yelling at their grievances at Wanda. Let us sleep. We have your nightmares. We feel your pain. Your grief is poisoning us. So she is apparently, like, she wasn't blocking out her pain and her agony and her grief. She was spreading it out to all of the other uh, townspeople, which is right. kind of insane. Yep. Wanda pleads that she didn't mean to and that she just tried to make everyone safe, but no one's buying what she's selling. Amidst the cacophony, Wanda freaks out and her magic starts to choke all the people around her. Yep. If you don't, if you won't let us go, just let us die, please. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Wanda says she let, she'll let them go and fires a magic bolt into the air. It hits the edge of the hex, opening it up, and tells everyone to run out. So apparently, or no, no, nobody got out when she was doing that. So that she did that for no reason, but except that. Oh she, no! They started running. They started running. But nobody got they out. They were running. To, yeah, they were running to the exit, and there was a reason why nobody got out. Continue. Um, Westview starts to glitch out, flitting between time periods. Uh, let's see. Speaking of, there's a much more. Classically MCU-ish video games scraping between Vision and Frision up in the sky above the town square in which Vision is getting his imaginary ass whipped. Below, a sword a sword convoy races into the open hex. Vision starts to glitch out and disintegrate. 
as do his kids. We cut to Agatha, who intones, quote, You tied your family to this twisted world, and now one can't exist without the other. Vision, <laughs> Vision and the twins beg Wanda to help them, and Wanda reluctantly closes the hex back up. So she closed it before the people got out, is what I'm assuming happened. Right, so she, yes. She I mean, it was on the edge it. of town, so there's only so fast people can run. Yeah, she opened it long enough for the convoy to get in, is what happened. Yeah. Right, yeah, um, it was convenient, because they had vehicles. So, yes. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah, Do you think yeah, Vision, yeah. when Vision came down, he understood what was going on? He was like, it was it was weird to see Vision pleading that Wanda closed the hex. Like, he understood at this point what was happening, and it just seemed yeah. a little out of character that if he saw Wanda opening the hex, I feel like he'd have been like, that a girl. You know, it, it just it, it kind of sat weird. Maybe I don't know. Maybe because he felt like I need to help you right now. Uh, yeah, close that, the hex so it. I can. Yeah, okay. Close it so we can finish, you know deal with deal with Agnes Agnes first. Then we'll deal with the hex and me being alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, right. uh, yeah. Agatha. Let's see. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Vision and the twins bag wanted to help them. She closes the hex back up. Agatha hits them all with a magic bolt, and Wanda's protection field further drains her, leading the others, others' hands to get angry, to get gray and gross, too. And then the weird. sword. Yes, yeah. Was she, it because uh, she was sucking her powers away? It was kind of like what happened to the witches when she was on the when they put yeah. her on the, when they put Agatha on the thing. She like sucked all the magic out of them. That was that was what was happening to Wanda. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the sword struck arrives and the guns are drawn. Then Fission, fake Vision is here too. We have reached the ultimate showdown. Vision slams Destiny into the library where Fission sends his direct, says his directive is to destroy Vision and they do some MCU laser tag nonsense. <laughs> but I'm not the true Vision, only a conditional Vision, says Vision. I request elaboration, replies Fission. I request uh, elaboration. You delivered that line so stiff. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that's like a meme now. I request elaboration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, what was the see. elaboration? Yeah, the I'm elab- going to well, tell I'm, you about a boat. I'm gonna go. I'll get to that. That was the oh, sorry, switch sorry, back I'm and sorry. forth. Yeah. Before we get to that, we're back outside where Agatha is messing with the soldiers. Same story, different century. She says there'll always be torches and pitchforks for ladies like us. Wanda concocts a plan. Boys handle the military. Mommy will be right back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Billy <laughs> Billy freezes the soldiers with magic, and Tommy zips around to grab their weapons. And he puts on the glasses and the and the uh, the hat, just like his uh, his uncle. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yep. Hayward in that suddenly- movie that uh, Marvel clearly doesn't recognize. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So this is the part of the show where Hayward starts firing a gun at children. What do you oh, think wait, of that? Oh, well, you skipped a part. You skipped a part. I where, did not. This is that part. Well, well I, I, I missed the part where I wanted to, to, to bring up, like when they were all standing there and she's like, you guys go take care of the military. Mommy, be right back. And Vision said something along the lines before that, like, we didn't prepare you for this kind of thing. Oh, was, yeah. was Vision oh, with yeah. him at the time? The, that situation with the two boys and them standing in there, remember how the... Um, the theater had the Incredibles on it. That's yeah. like a like a straight scene from the Incredibles, where the four of them were standing against the uh, the, the 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 police or the military or whatever, and they were yep. ready to fight. Yep, exactly. It was that, exactly like that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Uh, Hayward shoots the kids. Let's let's, let's emphasize that. Let's uh, let's take that apart. <laughs> uh, Hayward 
shoots the kid. Hayward <laughs> shoots Hayward. Pulls out Hayward. A, a, Hayward's Hayward like, so anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> okay, listen. Remember Go when ahead. I said defend there, us, there defend has... Defend us, I dare you to no, defend No, 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 no. This is, this, is, this, is, this is the thing. When I said Hayward needs to do something that absolutely like, all right, you are a bad guy now. This was yeah. that thing where it was just like, honestly... Just coming out and start blasting away at children, that was a little <laughs> out of character. It was yeah. a little out of character, but th- but that's what I was asking them to do. Like, you need to do something that's so, like, vilified, bigger than killing a dog. You need to just start firing your gun at kids. Bah, yeah. bah, bah. And they did it. So while it seemed ridiculous uh, as a Hayward truther, they, they finally did it. I, I will admit that Hayward is a bad guy at this point. Although, in your eyes, those kids aren't real, so... Sure. Was it really a bad thing? Was it really sure. a bad thing? Uh, I mean, back, he is I'll, still yeah. a human, and these are still as Wanda's offspring, so they are a threat to whatever he perceives his goal is, or humanity, in a way. They are still a threat to the heck, the people in the Hex. So he had a justification. But yeah, yeah, just firing his gun at kids, that's <laughs> that's just too yeah. reckless. It was reckless, but I, I will say it was more stupid than malicious, because yeah. you know he knows they're super-powered beings like what is a handgun going to do against these these right super, he was making a statement people. almost making a statement yeah and then that's the thing uh, a lot of people were confusing his maliciousness with stupidity he is a stupid person 100 percent a stupid person <laughs> everything he's yep. done is stupid people yep. like to think that he's some kind of genius like oh he manipulated one to do this did he or did he just do something and like not really understand the consequences of what he just did like that's what i saw hayward doing a lot yeah exactly uh, so moving on, uh, let's see. Hay- Hayward shoots the kids, shoot- shoots at the kids. Monica rushes in to take the bullets, which don't seem to harm her. Light glows out of her. She has indeed become a superhero, which was always pretty predictable, but still nice for her. Hayward runs to his vehicle, but is slammed from the side by a familiar-looking van. It's Darcy here to save the day, and to and to subsequently never appear again in the episode. Cat yeah, Dennings actually, must have a very busy the, schedule a, these days. I, I wrote down. Um, Darcy greater than Rambo because Monica Rambo, honestly, the only thing that she really did of any note was she got in the way of four bullets that were directed at one of the kids. Darcy was the one that ended up stopping um, Hayward. He's, she's like, enjoy prison. Ah! But yeah, I feel like they did a lot of people dirty. Darcy and uh, Rambo were two of those people. And Rambo just seemed like she's got these superpowers. You find out she has superpowers. Okay. The only thing of note that she did in this, in this show was stop four bullets with her body, which was, you know, impressive. But do you think she should have been more involved? Darcy kind of did what I expect Darcy to do. Yeah. I feel like Rambo with superpowers should have been more involved somehow. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about also, this is a, this is still a small, not small, but smaller Marvel project. It's it's a, television show six episodes uh i'm assuming they probably <clears throat> didn't put all of their eggs in one basket so they probably you know probably gonna have more uh cgi more action set pieces in falcon winter soldier probably definitely more in loki so yeah you know, they probably i'm just saying which yeah. one do you think should have maybe apprehended hayward was it appropriate yeah. that darcy apprehended hayward or should it have been rambo i feel like it should have been rambo it should have been a ramble, but then you got to think if it wasn't Darcy, she wouldn't, she would not have been in this episode at all. Right. And that's you know, the thing that they did Darcy dirty. Like she was completely absent from like the last, well, was the last three. one where she was having the van discussions with vision. Was that the, or was that the that one was, before that? 
that was she wasn't in the seven. last episode was she episode seven was the last like you know faux tele tv episode tv show okay right? yeah so yeah so yeah you're right we wouldn't have seen darcy at all she could have popped right i mean but the thing is she could have popped up and been like hey guys like yeah did you forget about me and that could have been like oh we did forget about you like, a little bit <laughs> ironic i still think like rambo should have got hayward but i'm, I'm yeah. rambo. go ahead continue so they are so we got to vision and fission having a philosophical philosophical debate about if a being, if an object is uh, replaced piece by piece, is it the same object at the end? If it's all of its original pieces are replaced by new pieces, and uh, it's a it's a theory called the ship of ship of Theseus um, metaphysical. Uh, problem. Let's see. The ship of Theseus on Wikipedia uh, states: uh, "Ship of Theseus in the metaphysics of identity. The ship of Theseus, ship of Theseus, is a thought experiment that raises the question of whether an object has all of its components replaced, remains funda- fundamentally the same object. So, what uh, what Swision is telling Vision is that since you are not the same vision since since uh sorry since vision is not the same vision from before then he can't um apprehend him he's not the he's not his object he's not his uh objective is what he's basically saying right yes yeah yeah that's the thing it's like i was i came here to destroy the vision which actually is new to me because i thought he was there to destroy wanda um but yeah apparently his goal is to destroy the vision and then vision was like well uh jokes on you you're actually the vision and he's like oh Fuck. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which at that point, shouldn't he have just gone up into the sky and self destructed? Like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. He should have. should have exploded from the. Uh... Yeah, another, another, like, you know, dangling thread that they could have and should have probably uh, put more of a bow on, yeah. we'll say. Yeah. But instead, he just fucks off. Just, no just idea where off. he goes. Yeah. He just disappears, like, Bye. launches up into the air. And, and here's the thing Vision gave uh, White Vision, actually, the Vision. Yeah, back his memories. I feel like they could have done like a fusion thing, you know, like I was talking about DBZ style, and <laughs> became one vision. If if the white vision is going to be out in the world with his memories that Vision just gave to him, and and this vision is the one that's still romantically attracted to Wanda, couldn't they have just found a way to combine the visions, and then like yeah, now you have old Vision back. You have the vision that loves Wanda. You have the vision with his complete set of memories. You have the vision that can leave the hex. Like that should have been the approach. Instead, white vision fucks off with the memories. And then hex vision stays here and and, and, and to be there for the inevitable uh, feel bad moment when everybody has to say goodbye. Yeah, that, that would have been a very, much better. Conclusion. That was my beef. Good job. <laughs> Marvel, if you're listening, hire this guy. <laughs> um, so let me see. Thank you. Where were we? You're welcome. Uh, so everything upside. I've said, I've taken from DBZ. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very DBZ uh, centric, or yeah, very DBZ like uh, ending to this episode. We'll get there in a second. Series, before- the whole series had a lot of DBZ undertones. Yes, it did. Um, so outside, Vision uh, reunites with Monica and the boys. Agatha is up on the rooftop looking diabolical, but Wanda does her classic Age of Ultron move where she sneaks up behind and mind whammies her target. She and Ag- Suddenly, she and Agatha are back in 17th century Salem in the immediate aftermath of Agatha's murder of her coven. The dead witches rise up and start to move toward Agatha, and Aggie screams and then smiles as the zombie sorceress turn on Wanda. Mama Witch wakes up and says, You are the Scarlet Witch, Harbinger of Chaos. 
Power isn't your problem, <laughs> Agatha says to Wanda. It's knowledge. A magical crown in classic Jack Kirby comic style appears on Wanda's head. Agatha offers to fix everything and save Wanda's magical family unit if she just gives her her powers to, Ag- to Agatha. End quote. And no one will ever feel this pain again. Not even you. But Wanda blasts them all away and tackles Agatha, launching them back into reality. There's a lot there's a lot more MCU silliness with the women flying around and shooting pew pew magic at each other. But let me just uh break off from this article real quick. That was uh this part is her uh when when Wanda you know is shooting her powers at uh Agatha. It is very that's the most DBZ esque part of the yeah. show so far. And uh I didn't I, I they they got me, you know, I think um Joanna Robertson on the Vanity Fair podcast was like, oh, yeah, I, I knew it was happening all along. I wasn't sure what was happening. Like, she's shooting – Wanda is shooting uh, bolts at Agatha, and some are hitting them. Some are not. Some are bouncing against the, the walls. Some are complete the, whiffs. Some are complete whiffs, but mo- a lot of them are either hitting Agatha or hitting the back of the wall on the hex. And I was like, uh, I'm not sure what this is. Like, is she trying to destroy the hex? Is she trying to give her power to Agatha and she's going to overwhelm her with her powers? I wasn't sure what was going to happen. No, Actually, I, I recognize what was going on because I've seen it in Dragon Ball Z. It was either Vegeta or Piccolo. Piccolo. They just start launching. They start launching key blasts, right? And then he's just like, oh, you're a terrible shot. And he's like, am I? Yep. <laughs> and then he turns around and he just sees all the energy balls like hovering around him. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. He moves his hands and makes it like a, like a, he, he squishes his hands together and all the energy balls just come in and smash them together. So I've yeah. seen the, the the trope where it's like, oh, I'm, you're missing me. You're a horrible shot. Am I? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, Agatha gets ready to fire a huge blast. But it won't work. This part reminded I'm a me. I'm firing so, my laser. Yeah. <laughs> this part reminded me so much of Endgame. I was like, "What well, they're just doing the Endgame thing again? What the fuck?" But it was still cool to watch. Um, you know, people were theorizing that uh, that that Wanda got this idea from Tony Stark. Uh, that she watched, you know, Tony do the thing with uh, with Thanos at the end there. Mm. It was it was very Endgameish, wasn't it? Like Agatha yeah. trying to do the thing and being like, "What?" Uh, it's funny it's, that that's a second comparison to Tony Stark. And it's funny that she was so like against Tony and she's kind of doing the same kind of stuff that Tony did. And it's just, yeah. I like it. I, I, I like that. <laughs> so let's see. Wanda's cheeks start to get rosy again. And she gestures upward where runes are forming in the walls of the hex, meaning only she can use her powers per Agatha's previously stated rule. Quote, thanks for the lesson. Wanda says, but I don't need you to tell me who I am. Wanda powers up by sucking the energy out of Agatha and transforming into the Scarlet Witch in full regalia and crown. It's incredible. Dude, that outfit is banging, though. That outfit is banging. Yeah, the off, yeah oh. that, that outfit is fucking amazing. Really is. Wanda, Wanda lowers them to the ground and the sky stops being red. Agatha asks if Wanda is going to lock her up somewhere. But Wanda just says she'll give Agatha the role you chose, the nosy neighbor. Agatha Brutal. pleads, you have no idea what you've unleashed. You're going to need me, Wanda says. If I do, I know where to find you. <laughs> um, gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. So what is the, what is the, again, I don't want to get too much in the weeds as far as like, how is this, what is she doing? What's the, what's the logistics here of how she's doing this? But so she destroyed the hack. She, she destroyed the hacks, but she, she lowered the hack. She, she, um. 
She eliminated the hex. She eliminated the hex, and the hex had the uh, the runes on the walls of the hex that was keeping yes. Agatha's powers at bay. So yes. without the hex, doesn't that keep? Doesn't that let right. uh, Agatha use her powers? What is the deal? Yeah, there? that was my thought too. Um, but apparently, I've seen this a lot on message boards. But it, like you, Marvel was very unclear about this. They didn't address this at all. Apparently she's like in this little pocket dimension, like, you know, like if like Wanda opens up her pocket or something like, like that's what <laughs> Agatha is. She's in this oh. independent area that she's still confined with the hexes. It's just the hex doesn't actually exist anymore, but she's still basically her. I had the same thought where it's like, okay, you just close the hex. So Agatha's free now? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, very unclear, but apparently everybody just assumes that, you know, Wanda has her in a, like a little pocket dimension and, you know, just go about your day. Yeah. So uh, let's see. The One Division clan walk away from the hex receded as the as the hex recedes. They enter their house where it's abruptly nighttime. <laughs> I'm loath. So this is from the article. He's, he's, he's editorializing here. He says, I'm loath to describe everything that happens next in detail because I'll start weeping uncontrollably and have to take Fair. a break. As I True. did when I watched I did. it. <laughs> I did. I did. You did? I didn't wow. weep uncontrollably, but I... I, I uh, Man, there's there's something to it. I, I know you haven't gotten to that part yet, but yeah, the part where she's, uh, they're tucking their kids into bed, and they're both saying, basically, they're saying goodbye, and the kids don't recognize they're saying goodbye. Envision, <laughs> I'm gonna do it right now, but <laughs> Vision kind of his voice cracks, and you're like, oh man, yeah. I feel so bad for you, and yeah. and Wanda's like, thank you for choosing me. It's like. Yeah, yeah. That's Oof. a that's a gut punch I haven't felt since uh, I watched Tony die. <laughs> since since uh, yeah, Gwyneth said- Paltrow was just like, uh, you can rest now, and he's just like Oof. that that Oof. weight that you could visibly see come off his shoulders. Like, oh my god. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's where you recognize like Marvel still has it where they can just punch you in the freaking gut and just make you just like. I don't know, just feel so many things. And, you, and you're sitting there, you're like, this is a superhero show. You're watching a movie about superhero shows. And 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 I feel this way. And a lot of it is just being a parent. I can't imagine having that conversation. Like, Yeah. that I wrote it down, actually. Hold on. Yeah, the end of that movie, uh, the, the show had a, like a disaster movie feel. Um, yeah. like, uh, like Deep Impact. You remember watching Deep Impact? When, yeah. Uh, her and her dad are on the beach and the waves coming and they're just kind of like sharing this moment and they know they're about to get annihilated. Yeah. But it's, they just stand there and take it. It's just like, like now amplify that. I mean, it's like father daughter, but they're both adults, but you're looking at your, your kids. And I, I mean, on some level maybe they knew, but it's just, just the, the reaction the vision had and the, the reaction Wanda had, it was just like, Oh my God, as a parent, I couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of all those shots of uh, in Titanic at the end, or not the end, but where the ship is sinking. Yeah, all those shots of people holding themselves, like the old couple at the end. Those old couple, Oof. the old couple got me. The old couple yep. got me. Yep, 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 yep. I still cry. I cry every time. <laughs> <laughs> Wanda's Wanda wanders the living room, turning off the lights, and but Vision enters, turns one back on, and says, "I just wanted to see you clearly." Or didn't he say? He says something like. You're not supposed to say it's bad. It's bad luck to say bad goodbye luck in the to dark. Say goodbye in the dark. And Wanda's like, "Did you really read that?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> I just wanted to see you clearly." And she says, uh, "And he says, there you are." Uh, 
the couple hold hands as they stand by the window, watching the hex recede towards them, knowing what's coming. Uh, Wanda, or, uh, Vision says, Wanda, I know we can't stay like this, he says. But before we go, I must know, what am I? Wanda says, uh, replies, the piece of the Mind Stone that lives in me. So there's a, so that must be the thing of like the, the Mind Stone <clears throat> opened up. When it cracked open, it, it gave gave her some of it. But also, in this universe, when Thanos destroyed, used the stones to destroy the stones, what, you know, does that mean? He reduced them to atoms, right? The the, the Mind Stone of that universe were, were destroyed to atoms. So, you know, maybe maybe this, the, 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 the part of the Mind Stone that was in her didn't get destroyed. I'm not sure, but... Uh, let's maybe see. she absorbed the particles. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, maybe. Uh, so she says, a body, she, explaining what he is, she says, you're a body of wires and blood and bone that I created. So she did, like we were saying last week or a couple weeks ago, like how was Hayward tracking vision? And I guess she did actually create $3 billion worth of vibranium out of nothing. Right. So that's interesting. Right, yep. Uh, she says, quote, my sadness and my hope, but mostly you're my love. They caress each other's faces and hands. Uh, Vision says, quote, I have been a voice with no body, uh, referring to uh, Jarvis. He says a body, but not human. That was the, uh, what, the, his right vision? Now. The first, right now? Okay. And now a memory made real. A single tear runs down his wife's oh. face as he continues. Who knows what I might be next? He adds, they've... Said goodbye before, so it stands to reason that, that they will say hello again. The hex arrives. The house changes. Vision starts to, to disintegrate. So long, darling, he says, and disappears. Ah. Mm. <laughs> this is I'll what I'll take I'm it at. back. Uh, yeah. A body made human. I think that was when Tony turned him into a body. And then gotcha. uh, the memory. Yeah. Yes, that, that was that. So, but yeah. That was what? That was, that was that. Um, let me see. Wanda finds herself in the real reality at the unfinished the unfinished foundation for her and Vision's dream home in Westview. She walks through the town square with her hoodie to avoid the scornful looks of the people of town. Oof, that was rough. Uh, she encounters Monica, who says she doesn't hate Wanda, but because if she had the power to bring her, mom, her, her own mom back, she says she knows she would. Uh, Monica says she's sorry and she doesn't understand. Or no, Wanda says she's sorry and she doesn't understand her power, but she will someday. So this is a reference that I was going to mention going back to like, we were saying how Wanda and Vision are like depowered and they're not as strong as they could be. Well, that's, that's, you know, this is the show alluding to that fact is that she doesn't understand her powers. Like, I think I was yeah. saying before that in this universe in 2015, let's say, <clears throat> which was, Five years ago in their time. So it's just, you know, been five years of them in this being Avengers, being in these in these situations. So it hasn't been that long for them to sort of, you know, learn to control and learn to uh, use their powers. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was a reference to that. Um, yeah. She's let, like let Gohan, see. basically. So much raw energy, but like no yeah. one was teaching him. And that that's that's what needed to happen. There needed to be focus. She could be, you could be great. <laughs> yeah. Wanda turns into the Scarlet Witch and flies away as Monica wishes her luck. Wanda reaches the edge of, edge of Westview, looks back, and zooms away out of sight. Roll Leading credits. the freaking Buick. Leaves the Buick. Drives a Buick <laughs> to location and then just leaves it there. Like, come yeah. on. What? Yeah. Come on. It was a rental. It was a rental. <laughs> it was a rental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but funny. We, she, she goes in with a Buick and then she leaves. She's like, 
I have no need for these materialistic things. <laughs> I but wait, there's more. In being. the mid credit sequence, oh! we see Jimmy telling the newly arrived FBI what to do as they round up the sword folks and get everything under control. Uh, a cop says Monica is needed in the local movie theater, so they enter. Okay, so I'll have to go back and watch this, but the recap here says it was a cop, even though okay. so it was a cop. In the other episode, it was the Air Force. So it's probably not the same person then. Could I be. mean, it's Never. probably the same scroll, but it's it's probably a different body. Yeah, gotcha. So we already talked about that reveal, The, the but we have not talked about the, the other mid-credits scene, which was Wanda in a remote cabin. And whenever I see like remote cabins anywhere, I'm like, Why, how do you survive out there? <laughs> how did you build the yeah. cabin out there? How do you take shits? How do you get Wi-Fi? Well, like, she, she made a vision. I mean, you're going to shit behind a tree, but she made a vision with her mind, so she sure. can make a cheeseburger. I, I suppose. She goes inside <laughs> to pour some more coffee. We see the camera keep moving backwards into another room, and as it's moving to the back room, I was like, yes, is it, wait, is it the white vision? Is it Scar- is it, uh, is it Dr. Strange? Is it her brother? Uh, it's Scarlet Witch doing the uh, Dr. Strange thing of using the astral projection to... Yep. to uh, Study, study the the dark hold. So yeah. she's doing it there at the end. So yeah, 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 yeah. What do we think about that? Is she going to be uh, the villain of Doctor Strange? Is she is she going to be maybe taught by Doctor Strange? Is Doctor Strange going to be her mentor instead of Agnes? Well, here's the thing. Okay, when she was reading the dark hold, one Doctor Strange music was playing. So that's basically the second yes. alludement to uh yes dr strange in this show which uh, which at that point is basically saying all right this this dr strange is on deck so get ready for that but then she also hears her kids screaming that kind of breaks her from her study yeah right? that, i forgot to mention that yep yeah yep, yep, so yep. that's this that's the part that it kind of her just reading the books not anything but when she hears the kid screaming and she was just like oh shit okay um if she's going to use this power to retrieve her family, her children specifically, um, yeah. I can see that being a a storyline where she could be the villain. That's the only way I could really see it because after everything she just experienced, it's hard to see a scenario where she would become a villain without any means to do that. And and her kids would be the only reason why I think she would be like, all right, I'm doing this regardless of what you say. My kids need my help. I'm going to do this. So. Yes, I think she could be a villain. Do I think it will work out like that? No, I don't think that she's going to be intentionally the villain. I think she's just going, she's going to be like taken. She's going to be like Liam Nelson. Like, I'm going to do whatever Liam it takes. Nelson? I have a particular, what's, what's a Liam Nelson? What, what, what did I say? Liam, <laughs> Liam what's Nelson. What's his name? He's, <laughs> Neeson. Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I have a particular set of skills, okay? That's what she's going to do. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but you're in a world of hurt. That's 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 basically what's going to happen here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you what think? Do you think what, do you, yeah, I think that is going to be the thing. Where um, okay. first of all, let's just talk about the fact that Doctor Strange uh, got involved in Thor Ragnarok because Thor and Loki were in New York for ten minutes, walking around, doing nothing, <sighs> minding their own business, and and fucking Scarlet Witch is over here making a whole reality for three days. Buddy, yeah. what are you doing? Drop the ball there. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe he was scared. 
Maybe he was scared because they just straight up admitted that she's stronger than him. So that, that he's like, be. yeah, no, nah, she'll work be. it out. I don't want to get involved with this stuff. <laughs> Do you think just in general, talking general here, uh, uh, this is the third death Vision has experienced. Does it, does right? it, di- yeah. Um, does it dilute the fact, does it dilute death when people come back? Goku died however many times he died. You know, does death, does death have any sort of no. um, impact on this anymore to you? Goku's not a great comparison because Goku at least got shit done. Again, <laughs> I am going to say that Vision is getting, uh, he's the punching bag. He's the Marvel punching bag. It's actually yeah. becoming a little ridiculous because Vision is supposed to be like this uber powerful being and he's just getting shit on constantly. Like, it's just like, we need someone to die? Vision. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> no, I don't think it's like, I mean, you have to understand it's a superhero movie, uh, superhero series. Like I, I never expect anyone to stay dead. I don't, uh, when, when we say death is being desensitized, I, it, it's, it's, it's really not. I feel like anybody come back at any time. Um, but it's getting frustrating to see vision just experiencing so much uh, dying yeah. all the time. Like actually yeah. let him even, and this is the funny mm-hmm. thing I was thinking too. I was in the, in the vision battle when white vision is clearly beating the hell out of colorful vision. Uh-huh. Like I'm, I'm sitting here like, wow, he can't even win against himself. And I, I I'm, I'm missing the fact that the white vision is actually the vision. So this should be a, 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 an instance where the vision is actually getting the upper hand, but I'm still just seeing vision getting his ass kicked. <laughs> like that's how <laughs> bad it is. The only, I, isn't that ironic that, the one time that Vision is actually winning a fight, it's against himself, and I still see him losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that the, the deaths are never going to be permanent, and I think the deaths themselves ha- have less and less meaning every time they happen. But again, just yeah. as we were talking here about the when they when they do happen, when somebody does have to say goodbye to the person they love, it is very emotional, very very impactful, and I think that does speak to the strength of the storytelling in stuff like this mm. of. The fact that you know that the death is not going to be permanent, and yeah, it still hits just as hard. Yeah, and, yeah. and actually, I got something that I wanted to mention. I don't know. I maybe she didn't recognize that she was going to have to go after her kids, um, that they were going to be any kind of danger. But here's the thing: if you're going to just go train in some mountain range in Alaska <laughs> and live by yourself, yeah. couldn't she have just moved the hex and kept Vision and her children? Couldn't she? She understand her role moving forward, understand that she needs to like uh, train her powers and yeah. just have vision and her children live with her. Like they could have just been like living in a house. I understand that it's not really a fun life for maybe vision because he understands that he he's, he's not human. He can't leave this hex, but I feel like vision would be happy to continue living with Wanda and the children would absolutely rather be alive with their parents than to be dead when vision was saying goodbye to his kids it definitely seemed like he didn't want to say goodbye to his kids he had to because wanda was going to close the hex don't close the hex move the hex move it and then go train (laughs) like move the hex so you don't have anybody under some kind of like terrible brainwashing spell go 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 to this place in alaska uh live with your family and still train if she's already projecting her astral plane uh uh image and she's she's got this other thing going. She she can make tea for herself, her other body. Like yeah. you can live two lives. Like, you didn't have to kill your kids. 
You didn't have to kill Vision. They caught up in it alive and motivated you. Like, oh yeah, honey, let's go. Wouldn't wouldn't training be so much better if you actually had Vision on your side? Like, you you can talk it through at the end of the night. Like, you, you know, you had a rough day. Bang it out, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> I didn't understand. It, it was no, a great gut punch. It, it really affected me. But at the same time, part of me was like, that wasn't necessary. Well, no. Well, we got to wrap up. But just want to yeah. uh, answer that real quick. Um, Agatha specifically says you tied your family to this twisted world, and now one can't exist without the other. But she also says, you know, when she was telling Wanda, "Let me have your powers, I'll fix this." After it seems like Wanda has given up and is going to give her her powers, um, Agatha says something like, "Oh, that I forgot that I, you know, thanks for giving me your powers. I forgot to mention I can't fix this." Like once she says, like once the spell is cast, it can't be. Um, changed or edited or redone she can't move that i think that was an allusion to the fact of like like you just said if people are going to mention people are going to theorize why why can't you just move the hex well i think i think that's what agatha was mentioning was that you can't uh change a change a spell once it's been cast you can't do something to a spell i forgot what the exact word wording was but i think she mentioned that once the spell is cast it's it can't be changed something like that yeah yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there was a reason for it. And I'm, I'm, maybe Vision was kind of like he understood that it needed to happen because, A, yeah. he didn't want to be like that anymore. And yeah. maybe Wanda felt like she couldn't train. She, I mean, obviously, she didn't know her children were going to be coming under any danger at some point. She was willing to say goodbye to everybody and, and go from there. But when she found out somehow her kids are still alive somewhere else, even though they were fictional, uh, she has to go rescue them. Like, now she was probably like, damn, like, I maybe. That, that, that's the thing. Like, when she got rid of her kids. I mean, I guess that's an argument against it. Like you imagine the kids would just disappear and cease to exist and there would never ever be a situation where they would pop up again, but here they are. And maybe, maybe there was a way she could have moved the hex. I don't know. Like I know Agatha's saying like, ah, yeah, you can't, you can't edit this. Like this is, this isn't something you can't copy and paste somewhere else. But then again, Agatha's not the Scarlet Witch. So yeah, she doesn't have the mind zone coursing through her, her veins. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good place to wrap up. Uh, very good season overall. I'm, I'm highly looking forward to possibly binging it again, seeing all more Easter eggs than we caught before. Um, definitely looking forward to uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Definitely looking forward to Loki, which is coming up after that, I believe. I believe that's the one that's after. Uh, yeah. 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 Nice. So I yeah. love how you said that we didn't have to get into everything and we actually got into everything and more and it actually lasted longer than any other WandaVision podcast we had. <laughs> <laughs> it's appropriate. It was appropriate. Any, anytime like. you say something that we don't have to do, it's going to happen and it's going to go long, baby. <laughs> it was good. Good, good, good pod. I'll, I'll put this up there so as a, as a, one of the best pods ever. Yeah. I think uh, it's uh, the best one. Yeah. Everybody should listen to it. Everybody. Yeah. Right in. What, what do you hate about the pod? What do you not like about the pod? I will say real quick. Uh, I've been doing this almost two years. Not one email, not one Twitter, not one text. So uh, mm, if you're looking. Yeah, me neither. Him either. So if you're out there listening, I know there's a, there's dozens of us. There's dozens of you listening. I can see you on Anchor. I see you in Brazil listening to this, that one guy in Brazil. Right in. Mucho, mucho gracias. Right in, please. And stuff. Yeah. I'm at gmail.com. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Right, right in. Yeah, right in the Facebook. Yeah, right in the Facebook. Right in the Twitter. Right in the Right in the Right in Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyways, for can I say something this week? I have been Damien. Yeah, I've been Deej. See you next week. Bye, bye.